Hi folks and welcome back to another episode of Relo Podcast. My name is Connor McCann and with me as always are Lee Maxwell and Nigel Lamont. And we've got an absolutely amazing episode for you guys today. And of course we would say that, but just trust us on it, it's good. Stay humble, Connor. Stay humble. Stay humble. <laughs> so one of the things we set out to do initially with this podcast was to showcase local talent. And as we all know, COVID really screwed us on that. So big yeah. yeah. Bent so, us over. It, yeah, well over. So, no, it's been good. We've chatted a lot of people. We've got a few locals on. We've had people from further afield. And it's been great to see what happens in other scenes. But we're bringing it back this episode with some local talent in the form of Adam from I Love Bass. Don't be saying Not that. Not I Love Bass. <laughs> there we go. That'll come in. Did you'll notice. So, yes, uh, Adam McPeak from ILB Drivers Club was joining us in this episode. But before we get into that, guys, what's new we use? Well, we've been off work all week, which has been delightful. I recommend it to anyone. Yes. Um, it's overrated. Work, work, work. <laughs> so we got some work done on the Jetta, which was awesome. Calipers all built up, painted, carriers, um, handbrakes, cables fitted. I tried to remove my finger. Connor tried to remove... Oh, he cut himself really badly. <laughs> Show me. It's Lee's fault. Yeah, of course. Well, Lee was it was actually the day that you were working. And yeah, it was, I was my off, last day of work. And I came down to you. I was trying to guide the handbrake cables up into the the handle, and it was ducking in under it. And I was actually went down and says, "Look, could you come up for two seconds and give me a hand to guide this through?" And you were like, "Yeah, it'll be up shortly." And of course, me being me, got impatient and decided to crack on with. It was actually your servo you give Lee Nigel um, to remove the nut off the back of it to take the clevis off, and it was well, what thirty years of being on. It was stiff and I was hauling on it and when it finally let go I smacked my hand off the aluminium workbench and just opened my finger almost to the bone. And as I done it, I heard the back door close and Lee was walking up to give me a hand. So if I had waited like another 30 seconds it wouldn't actually have happened, which was great. So I think you, you come up to the workshop and I walked out dripping blood. And, and I had to go into first aid mode and I was like, right, raise your arm up blah blah blah, put pressure on it, all the stuff it happened it happened exactly the same to me when I cut my finger last year That's right, yeah. And I've had first aid training, I've done first aid for years, I've always had it with work and guides and all that sort of stuff but when it happens to you it goes out the window. Yeah, because I am actually first aid trained and yeah. then all I could think was I'm supposed I'm to work in this car <laughs> But it happened exactly the same, and luckily the guy that was with me was a cool-headed, and he was like, right, sit down, raise your arm up, do all the stuff, because I just forgot everything in, in the heat of the moment of, I'm bleeding. <laughs> but no, it, we did well. We got it strapped back together. I think by rights it really needed stitched, but it wasn't for happening. No, we um, got some spray-on plaster and stuff, it yeah, was fine. Yeah, taped it up, held the finger together, and you gave me a hand then to finish up the burns and drums, and we yeah. actually worked on for, what, another maybe half hour, 45 minutes, and then... It just kind of, I had to sort of, well, I had to make the decision just to stop for a few days and try and hold the finger straight to let it heal up because... Just kept open. It's yeah, right on the knuckle thing. It was, yeah. It was oh, a stinking worse. place. But yeah, it's nearly there. So it's been a bit of a break from the Jetta, which was a bit shitty considering the week off was supposed to be spent at it. But sure, what can you do? Um, My other news from this week is I started watching Top Gear, the new Top Gear. Mm-hmm. We watched that Sabine Schmidt um, tribute, tribute episode yeah. and it was really good. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to give this a try because I've heard with the new lineup and stuff that it's really good and a lot of people. And I was like, right, I'll give it a go. So I watched the most recent series that literally just finished up like last weekend, I think. Um, So I started with that. And then I was like, it's only four episodes long. What sort of bullshit is this? Mm. This is not a season of television. This is four episodes. But anyway, I was like, 
oh, it's actually really good. Yeah. And it's hilarious. And I was like, okay, I really like this now. So I started watching it again. I started from the when Patty and Freddie first and Chris, their first, you know, seasons together. So it's like season 27 or something. And but like, yeah, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. It's obviously old news because I've been doing it a couple of years now. I was late to the party, Lee. But it's a strange lineup. Like, Freddie Flintoff is a cricketer. You know, McGuinness is, well, he's a TV personality slash actor. It's a bit odd, but it really works. And the same, I like the abuse they give each other because a lot of it seems to be unscripted going by the reactions of what, you know, who's on the receiving end of it kind of thing. Obviously, a lot of it will be scripted, but some of the things that come out with, you can kind of watch for the reaction and go, yeah, he wasn't expecting that. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny sort of trio, but you have the comedian Patty and then Chris is obviously the, the driver. He's the knowledge base. Yeah. And then Freddie Flintoff is the... Lunatic. Lunatic. Yeah, he's a daredevil, sort of. But he, he's a very good TV personality, too. He is, yeah. He comes you across know. very well. Did you know that Paddy McGuinness, he used to work with Peter Kay on That's Phoenix right. Nights and stuff like that there. Max and Paddy. F- from what I remember, listening to different documentaries over the years, he was basically Peter's friend or something. Okay. And it, a lot of the early stuff that Peter Kay done, he just brought friends and people he knew in to be sort and of that's extras how he got and stuff. And that's how he started and got into television. That's good. No, I, I remember back in the early days and he was always funny at Max and Patty and Phoenix Nights and things like that. Oh, Phoenix Nights epic. I didn't watch, uh, what's that shit that he done? Take me out. Ah, no, it wasn't for me. <laughs> not for me. Robin there from Studio 10, that might be his bag. Like, oh, absolutely. Not not for me. But there's not enough... Uh, sc- uh, talk. There's not enough uh, scantily clad ladies on it for him. Oh, probably not. What's that? <laughs> no what's, bikinis. That other, what's that other one? Love Island, is it? Love Island. Oh, yeah, yeah, that. Right, yeah, we've, yeah. we've read them up rightly. That's good. Um, what are yourself, Nigel? Have you been up to much? Not a lot. Uh, quite busy with different wee things here and there. But generally, uh, I think I talked about it the last time that I'm going to take out the... The Mark 1? No, no, not the Mark 1. The Mark 5. I'm going to take out the still static suspension the H&R ultra lows and I think I'm going to sell the wheels the suspension and the SRS wings so I've started to do a bit of work and it's, just, it's a nightmare to get that car MOT'd it's on its highest setting in an ultra lows and it just it needs, an, it needs a chassis notch so it does do it so, do um, it the rear shock the rear shocks are I think they need regassed as well but just trying to get through MOT like that is just a complete pain in the ass for me and I just can't be bothered with it. Yeah, it's the joy of a heavily modified car. So I have another set of uh, H&R cups and I'm going to fire them in it and I have VW racing wheels, or sorry, uh, Team Dynamic wheels I'm going to put on it. And yeah, I'm going to make her a bit less old man. hardcore. A bit more old man. Drivable is the word <laughs> I'm looking for. Um, also... The handbrake cable needs changed on it. And anybody's ever tried to do a Mark V handbrake cable, it's a pain in the arse. I've never actually done one, though. Yeah, so you have to take the centre console out to get at it and stuff like that there. So that's as far as I've got. So Nice, <laughs> I, yeah. That sounds like a job for Andy Maxwell. <laughs> He'll be getting a visit soon. Lovely. But apart from that, that's all. I've really been at. Damn all. We'll shift on to our news then. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been a bit of a slow news week, I think, this week. But we've gathered up some bits and pieces. You want to start us off, Nigel? Yeah, so Mr. Ken Block, we've chatted about him here and there over the past few episodes. Um, basically, he's doing a bit of a clear-out sale. LBI Limited are selling three of his cars in his collection. Um, they've been using several Jim Canna films. So you have the RX-43, Jim 3 car, and the RS-200. So the first one, RX-43, is a 2013 Fiesta ST. It's a rally cross car, custom body kit, 600 brake, 2-litre turbo, sequential gearbox. 
Then you have a 2011 Fiesta ST. Same again, 600 brake, not the 62 seconds, cancel gearbox, all the good stuff. And then I was actually surprised that he's selling the RS200. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. I, it sort of got me too. Um, I do wonder, is that kind of tying into like future contracts coming up or are they allowed to drive other cars or what's happening? But it's just one of those things that you don't really know. And you'll probably, it'll be all hush-hush until it all breaks. Yeah, the RS200 he has, it's number 80 of 200. And he has turned it to Evo spec. Yeah. So you're talking six or 700 brake horsepower. I've watched a few videos with him in it and it's just an absolute beast. I think the estimated price for that was going to be over half a million. Well, update, it's now sold. It's sold? Mm-hmm. Did it say what it went for? No, when you go on the, the LARI site, it just says now sold. Oh, lovely. There's yeah. no prices, just contact here. Yeah. You know. If you have to ask, you PM can't afford it. for price? <laughs> One, two, one, two, three, four. Three, four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a John 44 all over it. So if you want some pops and bang ST Fiestas, head up Ken Block. That is the ultimate pops and bangs Fiesta, like, yeah. isn't it? My question is, uh, where's the unicorn? Because that's the only one I'm interested in buying. I think Ford took it back. Bastards. Yeah. Well, that was theirs. I think it went back to Ford. Ford, hit me up. Is that why they Give were absolutely... Is that why they were absolutely ragging the shit out of down that runway even though the engine was crying more likely because that was its last run oh, so right. they're just destroying it pretty much yeah see what it can do it was savage because i think they lost the cylinder on one of the episodes before that and then the last one they were just hammering it yeah no it's good it's good i, I missed that series that hernicorn versus the world was great and i've watched a wee bit of this versus that and it just hasn't been as good no it's the it's the noise of the hernicorn on full and just how ridiculous it is. Oh, metal. It's just huh? as soon as they pull, the guy pulls up in the car and they're like, oh, it's this McLaren, it's this whatever, and I'm just going, it's not going to win. No, nope. you're, you're losing it. No chance. It's not going to win. Part of it is the king. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I know there's a few rich listeners that listen to our podcast, so hit Ken up for, for some TSC vehicles. <laughs> Ford Buffies be all over it. <laughs> um, my first piece of news is quite short. But uh, good news for any of our female listeners. I don't think we have that many. Or any of our gay or bisexual male listeners. I don't know. Whatever floats your boat. We're very Um, progressive. Hashtag 2021. Absolutely. Nico Hulkenberg is returning to F1 as Aston Martin's reserve slash development driver. So, yes. That's a strange rule. He's pretty. (laughs) Is is this where we're going with this, (laughs) is it? Uh, Well, to be fair, as a straight male. As Gasly? As pretty as Gasly? Yeah. Nigel's obviously burned this up in his head. Sure, I thought 12 he, years old. I, I thought a, he was the model boy of F1 now. He could be. He could be. He's a kid though. All right, okay. Have to start somewhere. Start them young. That was a say, I. So that that's literally my news. Good, good, good looking man. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So you know. Fair enough. I know he probably won't get much screen time, but you know, enough to to tempt me back before Mill One. Hopefully, do a few interviews. Yep. What you're saying, yeah. Yep. Well. It's no secret here that we're not the greatest fans of the new M3 and M4 front ends, especially with the giant uh, Daniela Westbrook nostrils for those mm. of a certain vintage. That, that sums it up. It's Daniela Westbrook it is, front yeah. grill. Anybody who's younger than 30, Google who she is and you'll, you'll understand. Um, we're also not a big fan of the E60 5 Series. That would be like the uh, 03 to 2010. You you like them, Nigel, do you? Uh, yeah. I, I really do not. Um, so if you like both of those cars you can have your cake and eat it because in China there's a company that has developed a new front bumper that is the same style as the new M3, M4 front bumper with the giant nostrils for your E65 series so not only can you have giant eyebrows you can have giant nostrils on your 5 series now (laughs) have you seen these things? 
Yeah. They look terrible. Have you seen them? No. Oh, they're so bad. The fit is like, remember years ago, we got like fiberglass body kits and nothing fitted and all the panel gaps were everywhere. Well, these are ABS plastic, which you kind of imagine would be a slightly better fit. Mm. No. No, they're not. They are horrendous. Pure um, shit. It looks like it actually in the center above the grill, it actually looks like it touches the bonnet. And then as it drops towards the headlights, you could probably put your hand in. You could probably service the car through the gap in the bumper. If you do you fancy this, check it out on Tabu, which is like a Chinese eBay site. And yours for a price of £220 plus shipping, plus import duties, and plus some Brexit sort of... Brexit tax. Yeah, Brexit tax. And probably budget getting yourself checked in to have your brain looked up because they're absolutely horrendous. E60s aren't the worst car in the world, but... They're not far off it. It's it's since they've become the, the go-to felt wagon now that I just, it I is. just can't get onto them at all. Do you know what it is? The followed up from the E9, or E20, sorry, E39 5 Series, which was unbelievable looking. And even to this day, it looks really modern. And now they went to this like fat bloated. It's like people argue, and you probably agree with this, Nigel, the Mark II Golf versus Mark III Golf, where it went from something sleek and lean to fat and bloated. Yeah. And... I think that's where I struggle with it. We mentioned them on the last episode about, uh, as you said, Lee, about the filters getting their hands on them and a few people got butthurt over the fact that we didn't like them. <laughs> and then there was actually a few E39 5 Series uh, M5 owners had messaged saying, who's slobbering about 5 Series? I says, no, no, it's only the it's the E60. And they went, okay, that's fine. <laughs> so even they don't like them. Poor Chris Moran, one of our listeners there, he'll be crying at this. He does. Is his an estate? He had an estate and he has a normal one, I think. I think they look better in an estate. Estate's nice in them, yeah. Oh, estate's for the win. They give a lot of electrical bother. I think the they let water into the bootleg where there's like lots of modules and stuff. And, mm. yeah, yeah, the entertainment system, I think, is bothered. Yeah, but definitely an odd 5 Series. Your hatred is apparent, Connor. It is. It's probably oozing out of me, so we'll, so we'll shift on. We'll shift <laughs> on. So the next piece of news I have is just a short one, and it's just WRC. It will definitely have three manufacturers for the next few seasons. They've changed their policy, WRC, that manufacturers have to basically commit to a three-year contract. And it's it's probably to give the WRC a bit of certainty because you've seen over the last years that just manufacturers have come and went, came and went, you know. And just pulled the plug suddenly yeah. in our way, yeah. So they now have to commit. So you have Hyundai, M-Sport, Ford and Toyota have committed to 2024. This is as WRC enters its new hybrid era. So the new era of hybrid tech with uh, chassis changes makes next year's Rally 1 cars completely different from the current WRC cars. So that's three manufacturers tied in for the next two or three years. That's good for WRC though. It gives them a bit of security of what they're going to be doing. You read articles more and more that it's becoming more and more difficult for manufacturers to have motorsport teams in the current climate. Yeah. Costs are being cut the electric car train has to keep moving and all the rest of it. And the, the hybrid technology is probably WRC's, well, it is WRC's survival mechanism. Yeah, to it? try and keep moving because like, there's no point in them pumping millions into you know, a system that is running all internal combustion cars when that's not what they're selling. You know, yeah. it's it doesn't make sense. So yeah, I suppose the, the actual, the people who run the motorsports side of it have to sort of adapt and go, well, this is what we're going towards. Yeah. Which is unfortunate for us, but it's just the way of the world, I suppose. Sad faces, there's a lack of... Does it give any specs on the cars, what way they're going to hybrid them or anything? No, no, no not yet. short articles. Uh, interesting to what's, what's going to develop there. Sad faces that there's no uh, Volkswagen Audi no. commitments there. No, nah, hopefully so. Yeah, maybe soon. We'll move on to our YouTube then. Nigel, you have something for us, have you? Yes, do indeed. As you know, I'm a big fanboy of Adam LZ's 
YouTube channel and if you've been following him, even if you haven't been, I'm sure you've heard that Adam LZ has moved Workshop and he did not do things by half. Workshop he, is an understatement. It's, he's basically bought a small town, from what I can see. Have you seen this, Lee? No. I'll say, show you photos after. He, we'll he basically him. lived in a nice house in suburban Orlando and he had a three-car garage on the side of his house and then he had a workshop out the back of PSI Tuning uh, where he had three ramps and a bit of a merchandise office. His merchandising brand is absolutely massive and he's just doing serious numbers. He's generating serious money. Uh-huh. So he, he's been talking about it for the last year about this next move, next move. And his original plan was to buy land and build something. But he was talking about it that six months ago he happened to be looking for land and this compound came up. Yeah, compound's the only way you could really describe it. And it was basically a millionaire's playground who had died and the family had no interest in it whatsoever. And I forget the name of it. Was it something 40? I can't remember myself now, but it's essentially like a giant house in the front and out the back is just runs and runs of a garage space. Yeah. It looks like the pit of like a like an F1 circuit. It's just garage, 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 garage. It's just insane. It's a 30-acre site. It has three luxury houses on it. The storage for 200 cars, several l- large workshops with around 50 ramps. It has its own paint, bo- paint booths, powder coating facilities, fuel stations. It's absolutely mental. So this site he's bought, basically, and he done this week past, he's done basically a tour video. He's done five tour of the facilities video because it's so massive. Originally, it was a millionaire who loved 60s and 70s cars, and this was a, f- a custom facility for working on them. And the three houses were basically for the staff and... Just the best of the best equipment, massive workshops, and it's just car lovers nirvana. No, it's amazing. Like I, There's like, levels, you know, we talked about Cletus and how he's moved on levels. Adam, he he's really caught, upped it. Like a, he, ha- he wasn't caught sleeping, he moved. <laughs> no, it's unbelievable. Like, and it's probably like the goal for any car fans. Like, it's like, I don't think there's anybody could look at that and go like, that isn't the perfect setup for anybody with cars. It's yeah. so cool. And I think he's done the right thing too, because I think it's out in the middle of the woods. So that he can... Keep out of the way of people do. Yeah. And there's not... Because I think he was getting a bit of flack in the industrial estate he was in with the noise. and Yeah. He, so was, he was losing space as well. He was if you have a 30 set or a thirty acre site yourself, you can do whatever you want. Like, nobody's yeah. going to annoy you. But hats off, Adam. Excellent. Before going to our main topic then today, we shall take a second and talk about our sponsor Relo Global. So lockdown restrictions are easing and after over a year sitting inside you've likely got a little bigger just like myself. So if there's more of you now to love, all of your previous clothes no longer fit, head over to Reload.Global and check out their latest offerings of t-shirts and hoodies. Ladies the weather gets any hotter, you fancy a bit of topless action, there's some cool stickers to cover your nips as well. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag free the nip. <laughs> So, if your wardrobe is in need of an overhaul or just fancy giving yourself a bit of a treat, head over to Reload.Global and tell them Connor sent you. Hey Connor, great news. What have we got? We're having a flash sale. So, if you listen to the podcast, we're having a bit of a discount code for the next week or so. It's POD10. So, at checkout, enter POD10. That'll get you 10% discount. So, give it a shout. Even more of a reason to give go. Give it a shout. Give it a shot. Give enter it a shot. the code. I don't know. Whatever, whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so as I said at the start of the episode, our main topic today is an interview with some local talent in the form of Adam McPeak from ILB Drivers Club. So for anybody, especially in the UK or Ireland, will likely have heard of who 
ILB Driver Club are, or formerly known as I Love Bass. Mm-hmm. Great, great interview. Um, I don't think we'll say too much about it here yet. Just we'll let it play in, yep. and then we'll chat about it after. So we'll just let it play on here. Okay, so myself and Connor are on a field trip, and we're pleased to say we're joined today by Adam McPeak from ILB Drivers Club. Welcome, Adam. First of all, thank you for not uh, saying I love bass. Well, I knew that annoys you. <laughs> <laughs> we might, uh, if you listen back, we might say that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, thanks for having us, by the way, guys. No, really pleased you could uh, join us and sit down and talk with us. So if you don't know what ILB is, here's some facts and figures I sort of jotted down. You've been going 10 years now, and if you just look at some of the social media and different things that you do, I think it was last week I'd done the figures for it. Instagram, you have 131,000 followers. Facebook, you have 105,000 followers. YouTube, 174,000 subscribers. 25 million views to date. 357 videos. Videos from all over the world. Russia, Poland, USA, Austria, Spain, France, UK, Ireland, United Arab Emirates. You have a clothing or a merchandise brand. You've run a car show, districts. You have a podcast. And you also have a video production company. Safe to say you're a global brand and probably one of the most well-known automotive brands. Well, I wouldn't say that at all, but um, I think I'd say we're pretty niche, but that was quite the the run you did there. Sorry, <laughs> didn't take a breath there. No, no, <laughs> no like, uh, like we've been very blessed that we've uh, been to those places, first of all. Like, you know, it's not just myself, but uh, the whole ga- the whole team that, you know, helped make that happen. But uh, yeah, 10 years last year. Yeah. 2020 didn't get to do anything for it of course cool um, sucks. but uh yeah it's been it's been quite the run like you know yeah yeah just what age you adam i'm 31 i was gonna say because that I, list I, makes it sound like you should be retiring soon i almost <laughs> didn't know my age there when you asked me i was like what are you talking about? <laughs> oh my god he's i asked. actually i'm only a year older than you i always thought i was a lot older than you were no nah, 31 and uh but yeah like well actually nigel has been um almost you've known us since the start haven't you pretty much 2010 yeah yeah. You turned up the dub first shed. dub shed in the afternoon because you're going to the ultimate car show. Yeah. I thought, thought that was crap. Let's go to dub shed. Everything's good there. <laughs> we always had a thing about that where everybody used to go to Larn to go to ultimate car show. And uh, that, because that was the first car show we went to, yeah. I think. I don't really know, but it was the first one we did photos at. And uh, it was the, that one where you were handing out flyers with the car that was in the barn or in the shed. Yes, yes. And uh, I always remember that flyer, and I was like, that's a cool flyer. I and actually remember. I found that recently in our garage, like a, one of those old flyers. I have that framed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you will after this. He's like, quick. <laughs> uh, so that, yeah, the dub shed um, was, I think, was the eye opener for us, really, into, you know, decently modified cars. Yeah. Um, but we were already taking photos of, you know, not great cars, like, you know, so. Uh, but before yeah. you go into that, sort of the whole brand and all the rest i just want to sort of take you back you're not you're not in a therapist sofa here now but growing up cars you were in the bmx's weren't you no, no sort that, of your friends were so i was a skateboarder and james um, ah, right, was a bmxer and uh and then it, you know it was kind of always like skateboarding or bmxing and had a quad as well when i was a kid like but uh my dad always said to me i had no idea you were going to like cars and yeah. i was like was your dad into cars? Yeah, he liked Porsches, you know, and his dream was always to buy a Porsche. Um, and we watched F1. Yeah. I was obsessed with F1 yeah. since I was a kid. Like, and uh, The signs were it, there? Pardon? The signs were there for it? Yeah, and then he goes on day, I just never knew you'd be into cars. When I first got my driving license, it was, and I was just like, even looking back, I'm like, how did you not know? Like, <laughs> and were you knocking about with 
other friends there and then they got to drive then they started the modified cars or I think, what? I think uh, myself and Matt uh, who's, who's still a good friend of mine um, were the first ones to pass we both bought like uh, I had a Suzuki Swift and like I got the stripes on it and I got to change oh. the alloys all in the you know at the dealer just and uh, and uh, he had like an MG ZR and he lowered his himself, so he was doing it himself, and I wasn't really allowed to modify my car, you know, because it was really my dad's car. You under your mom's insurance? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. Classic. And uh, <laughs> I put a sub in it though, and then I changed the lights, which is really strange. Mm-hmm. I would never like change the lights now in a car, you know. But mm-hmm. I changed the lights, and uh, and I started doing other things to the Suzuki Swift, and then I put it on its roof. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was quite the modification. Best place for Suzuki Swift. <laughs> yep. It was the thing drove like a like a like a boat but uh after that i got the the volvo so yeah like i almost straight into modifying even yeah. if it was you know just the sub which is where ilb came from and uh and like the little things like lights and stuff so um straight in after the test modifying cars basically you've you were doing skateboarding bmx for your friends you were getting into cars but you're also you're you need doing design was it or something no yeah yeah so i um well actually i funny enough long story short got into video first okay but i it was skateboarding videos when i was like eight or so nine that, so that lit the fire underneath yeah you, like it? over there behind us you actually see a vhs tape which is one of like the the, the tapes uh that i used to love when we were a kid and it came on vhs that's an old skateboarding film and uh we didn't make it you know that was like the boys we aspired to be which is monkey bird production six counties for anybody in northern ireland so it's like lurgan uh <laughs> lurgan production there <laughs> the six counties <laughs> but uh we found that recently and and that's why it's up there um james put it up there because uh i was talking about it but uh is it full of fish islands material it is yeah the skateboard i had the fish islands i had this i didn't have a camera so i had to borrow the one from school uh eventually sorry that was when i was eight and then uh-huh. i was using my dad's and then eventually i borrowed the one from school when we did uh media studies and but i was uh actually doing video games mm-hmm. so we used to yeah um, we used to record ourselves playing xbox mm-hmm. before youtube okay and using capture cards onto your pc and then upload these to a website because we were copying these americans that were doing the same thing um it's like uh what was it halo 2 i think we were doing right and uh we used to edit those videos and that's what taught me video editing as well with the skateboarding and then that taught what sort of age were you then uh, well eight when i eight or nine when i was making really 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 bad skateboarding films and then getting better was like actually uh you know 16 17 uh just before i passed basically and we were making videos um skateboarding and then that's what taught me design uh, i had a company there called broken console productions when i was 16 never knew that um my dad um it's a, it's a funny story that's why i always like to start it when people ask me how i got started because we are xbox videos so two separate things skateboard videos and xbox videos okay so skateboard videos came after but the xbox ones are first we used to upload them to a website that i designed and we had a paypal subscription where people over the world could subscribe <laughs> right and long story short one of these videos got picked up by the halo fan base website mm-hmm. and back then you paid for bandwidth Basically, one day my dad wakes up and he gets an email. He's like, oh, Adam, come here a second. I come down. He's like, this company's saying here I owe them £1,500 for a bandwidth bill. And I was Whoa. like, well, we checked. We had been shared on one of the largest Halo fan base websites in the world. Yep. And all, you had to right-click and save as to download our videos. You know, there was no yep. YouTube. YouTube didn't exist. It was 2004, 2005. Mm-hmm. 
So and it's all pulling through. Yeah, so we had to pay for the bandwidth. They struck a deal and basically, and then we actually managed to get our stuff hosted by a different website. And then we kind of left that behind as I grew out of kind of um, recording us playing Xbox. And uh, we started doing skateboarding videos and then we you, you passed were, the test. You were already KSI then, were you? <laughs> yeah, well, no, not really, but uh, ours would be a bit different than what he's doing. Like we were doing... Um, we were doing like story-driven content where yeah. we were basically making films with Xbox. Like these are our characters. Right, That's pretty okay. cool, yeah. Um, but uh, oh, it's not really pretty cool. But <laughs> no, it's, here's, it's something different. But, give it in the past. But yeah, like definitely give it in the past. James makes fun of me all the time for it. But you know what? That is where we started. And then skateboarding back into skateboarding after made better skateboarding videos. And then funny enough, never finished my final skateboarding video because I got a car and it was immediately gone. Like, who cares about skateboarding? Yeah. You know, four wheels, let's go. That was it. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of like the, the process. So, yes, so to answer your question, I did start in design, but I also kind of started in video and then it all came full circle, basically. So, um, that's kind of where it all came from. As we were saying earlier on, I sort of, we first met in 2010. You weren't commercial at that stage, 2010. It was just a fun sort of. No, 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 not absolutely. I was. I think I was still doing websites. Yeah. So we made designed the ILB logo and was designing the websites and was doing a wee bit of freelance design and development, and then went to uni to study design and development. And while I was there, found the nightclub industry, and the nightclub industry kind of seen my one 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 or two guys seen that I was doing car videos and like cars, and they were like, "Here, you could probably make a nightclub video." So I went and started making nightclub videos just as basically Vimeo was kicking off. Mm-hmm. So still like YouTube was not big at all at this stage. And everybody used to post their videos in Vimeo, share them on Facebook. And we were kind of really good at that for doing nightclub videos. And uh, that kind of just blew us up basically in Belfast for nightclub stuff. And then at the same time doing ILB in the background, just learning, basically trying to get a bit better, um, using any money I got from nightclubs to kind of do ILB in the same time. So. Your office from memory was basically a room in your house. Yeah. Um, How long were you there before you made the progression then? The sort of geez. Well, I was there for a long time because that was kind of my mom and dad's spare room. Uh, it wasn't even a spare room. It was a playroom. It was my kid playroom, you know. We had one of those. And then it was... Uh, I know it was an Irish. And then it was uh, <laughs> basically transformed into an office where I had a like TV on the wall and a sofa and, and, a, and a computer desk and stuff and uh yeah we we were there for a good few years i think i i don't actually know to be honest but we only so we were in the last office four years so that would say at least six seven years we were so probably 2014-15 then you sort of yeah moved the, to dunk and the other office i think 2016 we moved yeah yeah the year before districts i think it was so so, so when did you when was your full full time we registered the company in 2013. 13. So from then we were proper, you know, yeah. but we were doing it a couple of years before, you know, as a freelancer and then I had to register as a company, you know, so 2013 is kind of the real start of uh So if company. anybody doesn't know, there's two parts to your business basically. There's yep. ILB, Drivers Club, and there's uh, Hype Factory. Yeah. So that's your video production. Yeah, so it's actually one company, the Hype Factory, and then under ILB Trades under it, basically. Oh, right, okay. And the other one, the Hype Factory, really, really is business to business. Um, we sell services, photo, video, animation. And then ILB is our clothing line and uh, making videos. So, yeah. I remember you on the forum starting out years and years ago, you know, posting the stuff. Yeah. And, like really early days of Connor Brogan's Fabia. Yes, um, yeah. 
even then, like you do, there's so many people doing that now, but back then it wasn't a big thing. Did you ever see yourself getting as big as you did with I Love Bass or ILB Drivers Club? As there we go. Say? Uh, you know what? I, uh, it's funny. I always wanted to be just to do that, uh-huh. but no, like it's, it's strange. We didn't even really go on YouTube, you know, as I said, we're on Vimeo and then when YouTube kicked off, we kind of missed the boat, uh-huh. you know, cause we didn't even realize that, you know, YouTube was turning into this whole thing. So I was kind of obsessed with the nightclub industry, I think, and I didn't wasn't really fully concerned about cars. And then, you know, it's always been there, you know, in the background. Um, it's been your passion. Yeah, you know, more so than being a viable business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that's still kind of to this day, it's really still just really the passion side of it. Um, though we do try and <laughs> try, we try and make it <laughs> to make right. us money. Like, uh, though sometimes it is hard because we're too obsessed with just making a better video. Um, but yeah, no it's um definitely still a passion you say you know you're using vimeo first and then youtube when did that start becoming important or when did you start posting to youtube uh it's a very big i think big deal now, like, i think you know? we've had the count since 2010 so right. we were posting but we were every link we linked we just linked the vimeo one yeah. and we just put the odd one on youtube um i think you know around 2000 i don't know 13 14 maybe you know around the same time um when we started really doing YouTube more, we we actually got we in, pulled in some interesting views. We had to delete them in the end because otherwise you had to pay for a Vimeo Pro account. Right. I think we had like a quarter million views or something on our Vimeo account, you know, which is pretty Crazy. good. Like back in the day, Vimeo was always the big one for everybody. Said it was far better quality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that was it. We wanted the better quality, and then YouTube just blew them out of the water. But uh, uh, we still talks. use Vimeo because we use it for business now, but we don't use it for IB. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a uh, it was an interesting one. I wonder sometimes if we had just, if we had realized that YouTube was blown up, if we had just concentrated on more, who knew where we'd be, but it wasn't really about that. We were, I think we were still very, very young as yeah. well. Like, uh, very, very young. I think we were 18, 19, you know. It must be fairly scary, you know, setting up a business that young too, you know, with all the... I had no clue. No. Yeah, dead <laughs> didn't, didn't dawn on me at all. Like, <laughs> just, just like, whatever. You know? Nothing to lose. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly it. Now, if you did it, you were like, oh, but no. Uh, Bills to pay, people do. Exactly. Like, then, no. There was, my dad was always kind of like, I, I was offered a job, you see, and uh, uh, as a designer, and he's like, you should take that. He, oh, maybe he didn't say that, but he, he wanted me to take that. And uh, I was like, no, I'm going to go do this video thing. And they thought, I think they thought I was mad, like, you know, because yeah. I just finished uni and got a first class honors, like, one of the top in the year. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I'm going to go be a videographer in nightclubs. It's a bit mad if you think about it. Your degree doesn't expire, though. It's one of those things yeah, exactly. you yeah. take the chance. And actually, you know what? Like having um, a basis of understanding of design is so important in everything you do. But you can as see a, that. As a creative, you know. You, you can see that in everything you do. Like you know, we're yeah. sitting in this office and... You know, it's funny. I was actually about to say that. Like, you give us a, a walk around of this place, just and obviously, these aren't finished. But even like, there's certain things you're looking at, and everything. There's no doubt that everything is the way it is because you wanted through. it that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's a. It's definitely a um, a pro, but it can also be a con because you get a bit obsessed, yeah. especially Where with videos. <laughs> and some videos never see the light of day because you're so obsessed with making them too good that you then drag that, it out. There's that apperhension. This better be as good as the last one. Oh, 100%. A better... I hate everything we make as soon as I post it. <laughs> that sounds familiar. That's, 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 that's the truth. Like, it really is. Like, uh, Have you found that as you just get bigger? You know, was that more of a pressure for you? It, yes. Yes, because um, I like 
and I think this is probably jumping a wee bit, but you know, 2019, we did so many flights, I think 70, 70 something flights, you know, throughout the year and, uh, which is one over one a week. And we went to so many different places and I, I, we were doing event videos and I was just kind of done with event videos, um, because loads of people were doing them and also they weren't inspiring me anymore. I wanted to make more kind of thought about videos and, you know, more cinematic and kind of just higher quality in every way feature feature yeah pieces, and, yeah. and then 2020 happened when yeah. we kind of wanted to do them so it, it was a bit frustrating but at the same time quite nice because we were always planning in 2020 just to, to take a step back we'd good. actually cancelled half our shows already and said to people look sorry we're not going to do it this year and then that happened so um, yeah, it was it was you know um it was weird but uh it was nice to have that break you know just be, being a follower LB over the years, you've seen the content change over the years. The early years, it was basically feature car, feature car. And then I think probably about five or six years ago, it moved more towards show coverage. Yeah. And then in recent years, you've done the vlogs. Yeah. I really enjoyed them. I think I've said yeah. to you before, like, I enjoyed them. Like, I, I think, yeah. I think it, it's more a connection to people to the vlogging thing. And vlogging's a big deal on YouTube anyway. Yeah. Like, I think what, um, yeah, we definitely went through different waves um, and uh, the event stuff was good, but we got to go to all those amazing places because people fly there to do these videos yeah. and the videos are fun, but uh, it's maybe after the fourth one of the same show, you're kind of like, you know what, I kind of do want to do something else, but it's hard to say no to that because yeah. it's fun, you know, it is, but, and it's not really that fun though when your video it has to beat the last video yeah. and, you know, maybe something like it rained or, you know. I, I got food poisoning one year um, the day before I went to H2I in America. Mm-hmm. So the day before I literally, that night, huge. I, I had like, I was throwing up out of both hands. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to get, I had to drive to the airport and then had to take a connected flight through London and sit on an airplane to the New Just York miserable. with food poisoning. And then had to go four hours or five hours south in a minivan through the night to um, H2I and yeah. then film for a week with food book. and look, so, like, look like you're enjoying yourself and then I have to be better than the last video <laughs> yeah. you know that's the thing like it's <laughs> all well and good doing it your inspiration yeah, was yeah. slightly clouded that week <laughs> so you know I uh, there's and so, then you run into the issues as well like it's not all plain sailing you just had an incident in was it Florida you guys went down right, for the yeah. SpaceX launch yes yeah and can you tell us what happened there yeah yeah well, first gear? of all the SpaceX launch probably one of the best things I've ever experienced I'll give over I was meant to go to America last year and watch one of the yeah. I think it was October when I messaged you about a good place yes, to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID, so I know. Well, we we not to brag, but we <laughs> we, we managed. Yeah, thanks for that, Adam. <laughs> we managed to. It's still amazing to me. But we seen you were the, touching the rocket, basically. <laughs> we seen the first Falcon Heavy launch. Mm-hmm. So it was the the biggest launch, biggest rocket that they had ever done, SpaceX had ever made, and it was the test flight. So it was 50-50, it was going to blow up or it was Brilliant. going to go. Either way, it was going to be awesome. And we managed to be in the staff car park for it because somebody knew a guy. Had, Euro tripper, uh-huh. um, but uh, yeah, um, shout out to uh, I think it was Cy Gray who was the photographer that spoke to an American chap who I can't actually remember his name now. I feel bad who got us in. So, um, but uh, yeah, when we were due to take our flight that day in Miami, mm-hmm. or like it was a day later, but we were in Miami. We parked up in Wynwood, and um, me and James, I think we went to car out or somewhere to buy a bag. I was like, oh, I'll buy a new backpack. Which is hilarious because then when we came back, the window would smash and they'd stole my backpack <laughs> yeah. with my passport, our laptops, all the footage, and then all the backups because we had 
the hard drives and then all the cards, but they were in the same bag. So you were overshooting. Was it Eurotripper or Eurotripper? Yeah. Did you usually use the footage for that as yeah. well? So, so everything was John gone? had flew us over, and uh, no, uh, sorry, Paul had Paul. flown us flown us over, and uh, you know then we had uh, met up with John and met up with the guys at Simply Clean. We had done a video at Simply with Simply Clean. We had done a video at SpaceX. We had done a video. Oh, yeah, and we lost it all, and we lost all the cards, mm-hmm. and we lost team. two laptops, my passport. Um, I had to stay. James went, and I had to stay an extra day. Um, I had no contact lenses either, and I wear glasses half and a half now. But back then, I was religious only contacts. Running away blind, and uh, yeah, so I couldn't really even see. It was hilarious. It's uh, probably funny looking back now, but it's more hurtful to lose. It's more damaging to lose the footage rather than the equipment. The equipment could be replaced. Absolutely, and our insurance didn't even cover us for rent the cars without alarms, and we couldn't confirm that the rent the car had an alarm because they wouldn't. They would never get back to us properly about the information. It was always pass you on, pass you on, pass you on, and then eventually you're just sick of it. So just taking the um, chin we just know we took what they give us basically which is enough for one laptop and some stuff that's incredible but so yeah it was the cards it was the footage it was, it, you know what's funny that video would have been better than the other videos today it would have it would have it was really good uh and as you re- and then we made a, a lowrider video with the guys at simply clean with like you know like a proper bouncing cadillac yeah. and all uh, we had two bouncing cars and it was, it was so different and uh it was in orlando and uh, we did it. I think we did another video somewhere else. I don't remember what it was at this time, but yeah, nightmare. Shooting the likes of that. It's a bit like a wedding. You know, you have only one chance to get it. And yeah. once it's done, it's over. Like, yeah. so it's, it's a real boot in the balls. To be fair to, um, to, be fair to Paul Barney, he brought us back. And, uh, I think it was the next year. And we went to his new show or two years later, maybe, in, um, uh, where Southern Worthers used to be. And in Atlanta. Helen. So, yeah. Sorry, I bumped into you. I know your so, face. <laughs> Adam walking about. Oh, there's Connor. That was weird. I walked <laughs> up and he was like, "I seen you." This is. We were driving down the street and I was like, "There's Connor." <laughs> See, I swear, I thought I was seeing. I was like, "Nah, he just looks like him." Double. It's Connor's doppelganger. <laughs> God love him. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, Paul's like, a good guy. I know. Nightmare, like we, you know, but it was one of those things because you feel like it's your responsibility as well because yeah, you, it's yeah. you've been robbed. But at the same, the you same let time, someone else down. Yeah, sort of you thing. know what I mean. Like, um, it, it happened to Crispy. It, it did. Yeah, he he um, he lost everything. Now, it's, by the way, seeing the same car, we have our we had all the cameras as well because they only smashed the window. They could only pull out what they could get through the window, uh-huh. and uh, that was two backpacks. So the movie FS Sevens, there was you know countless. Well, not countless, but there was a lot of camera gear in that car. How much are you talking? Could they have got thousands? Uh-huh. Oh, tens of thousands, Ooh. you know, like tens of thousands, you know, they took two laptops, that's 10 grand anyway, yeah. you know, pretty much, but, um, uh, yeah. That's mental. Like, you live, you learn, they updated the insurance yeah. definitely after that. Put Aye, it that yeah, it's a learning experience. <laughs> We're not insured everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on from YouTube, just going to talk a wee bit about the merchandise end of things yeah. for ALB. That has progressed massively. Yeah. You started off stickers basically and... Yeah, funny story for that as well. Uh, everything's always a wee bit interlinked, isn't it? I made a website for what's a company that's called Kaizen Print. Heard uh, of it? Yeah, yeah. yeah use them. Um, Connor, who owns it. I was a freelancer. That, well, I was working somewhere. And long story short, he was like, can you make me a site? So I made his first website for him, uh, coded it, and uh, designed it and all. And uh, and as a part of it, he was just uh, paid me, obviously. But as part of it, he was like, Give me a hundred stickers mm-hmm. and said I I love base on it and he goes just put it on the bottom of your I love base site sponsored by Kaizen Print and we sold those 
you know, for like two pound fifty each, so yeah. pure profit, bought another hundred, and that is literally the only investment that LB has ever had. A hundred free stickers, and that was it. Go uh, for it. That was it. That was not it was every so any money I got from that, I bought more stickers and was stickers for a long time. And then we did pre-orders of hoodies, uh-huh. pre-orders of t-shirts because we didn't have the money to buy them. Aye. And then that allowed us to we we did pre-orders for hoodies a long time. And then we eventually held stock and t-shirts. Um, but uh, so you done hoodies before you done t-shirts? Yeah, white hoodies with red pink hearts on them. Yes, I remember those. <laughs> You bring no. them back for the anniversary. Nothing we says. Had, we found them when we moved. We had a couple. Yeah, we need to frame one. Nothing says car guy like a white hoodie covered in stains. Jesus Christ, that's <laughs> terrible, isn't it? It is woeful. But um, uh, hoodie, white hoodies are coming back in. Oh, I don't know. I black. think, I think break, break you guys with the well. black. I, don't know. I think uh, Jordan wanted a white hoodie in the most recent launch there, and I was like, mm, no. <laughs> black, 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 black. <laughs> we are doing some colors now. No, the clothing for me is actually uh, a bit of a, you know. I, I suppose I take a, a lot of pride in it because I used to just, do... Just like your videography? I, you I want used, it to be right? I used to do all the designs and then I realized that, you know, I'm not a great clothing designer. I'm not... I can't draw for a start and we wanted to do some things that we couldn't do. So we got in freelance designers and that really allowed me to creative direct it and know the vision I wanted to take it but get yeah. better people to do it. Here's my, here's my theme. Yeah. Give me some ideas. So, you know, and also that's what they do. You know, yeah. and uh, it means I want this this kind of character with this slogan, and you know, this is the whole style. And then you allow somebody to just work on it, you know, without rushing it, and it's just so much better. And uh, that's been a great help. And uh, that's kind of how we continue to push ILB, and ILB. That is, you know, how we are going to push ILB in the future. It's going to be a clothing brand yeah. more so than um, a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? You yeah. know, the YouTube will support. The clothing. I was actually listening to your podcast with Felgentilt, mm. and they are pushing towards fashion, yeah, rather than a car brand. I think. Yeah, definitely. Like, I wouldn't say we're fashion at all. Like, I'd say we're more streetwear. Mm-hmm. You know, streetwear probably is fashion, but you know, we want to do. We want to still make. They don't really make content. We still want to make. Yeah. Awesome content. Something to back it up. Yeah. Like, but we also want to still. We also want to make that um, great products that you know car people will wear. But also, if you're not into cars, you can still wear it. Yeah. You know, and that's the kind of division that's very hard to to breach. Because, you know, typically people only wear that stuff if uh, if they're into cars. So yeah. it's quite hard to break out of that kind of niche, you know, but that's what we're trying to do anyway. What to, to date would be your favorite piece? Favorite, like video? Well, video and merch. You know, I think the rebrand, when we rebranded ILB, I was really happy with how we managed to change our whole brand. That's because, a difficult thing to do. Yeah, because it was very, it was almost scary because you know it was i love bass but you know we would literally turn up in russia and people i love bass <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very nice and i was just like oh my god like and then so we you go to america and it was like i love bass and then you know you're like why is people all saying i like i love bass you know i and love bass and it's i just, in america means a different thing altogether like it's yeah. fishing but like it just but that means that to most people no, it means that the most people. Right, okay. Yeah, so like people are like, what? Yeah. So well, they never <laughs> sounded. this fishing channel. It never sounded like a brand. Uh, it never, it was very hard to put on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we always kind of wanted to have something that, you know, when you've seen it, you kind of knew what it was. So Drivers Club, um, um, you know, a part of me almost, uh, we were very close to even just dropping ILB all together. But I thought that's what kind of, 
one foot in the one foot in the history, one foot in the future. Yeah, you know? it's hard hard to cut ties completely. Like I'm sure. Yeah, we had lots of names. I don't remember any of them before you asked me, but uh, we had lots of names wrote up that could have possibly you know been a complete replacement. But now looking back, I think it's good because now people can just call ILB because mm-hmm. if yeah. it was like say it was a different word, say it was well there you go revival yeah. you've got that in your t-shirt uh, revival drivers club people just call it revival yeah you know so it's good that people the ilb name's still there and you it's very rare people go what's ilb i think you know? the name it's not that important it's the brand behind it yeah you and know? to be fair when you've seen i love bass or ilb like on a thousand sun strips at a car show over a weekend like it's hard to avoid what it is like everyone knows <laughs> like you, you drive up the west yeah, and remember we, we don't University. really do that, that much but yeah <laughs> well, well here there's knockoff stuff everywhere i know well yeah absolutely it was um, the time i first time i ever thought those guys have met it was seeing on like alibaba or something it was like fake i love bass stickers uh, so it was like yeah they've met it that's good <laughs> they were on ebay and all yeah um I suppose, yeah, like the stickers, we still do the stickers. And I think when we lost our love base name, people, like we removed that, we stopped actually selling some of the stickers. I think we still, do we sell? I don't even remember if we do sell one. We might sell one. I'm not sure. Um, but when we did that, uh, I think we lost probably a lot of the local market. Uh-huh. They were still interested in it, but you know, we, which is upsetting in, in one element, but at the same time, we were trying to push the brand it to grow. We wanted it to grow with us. You know, I don't want to be 31 and still sporting I love, I love bass everywhere. You know, you a know, heart logo in your I back. I don't love bass at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I hate it. You know, I don't you even love BMWs. Uh, it should be changed to that. Uh, but yeah, like so. Um, but the brand's meaning always stayed the same, and uh, you know, it just caught up with us. Yeah. I think the style and everything just had to catch up with us almost as you know people, because um, James and I like um, cars and uh, motorbikes, and you know, like a couple of different brands like Juice X, Machinima, and and we like those brands. Yeah. And I Love Bass was kind of like nothing like them. It looked like. That's what you wanted to grow towards. Yeah. yeah. It, it didn't look anything like that. And that's kind of what we inspired it, it to be, you know. And like 10 years down the line, you could be rebranding again. You could push it in a different direction. You know, it just depends. I actually have an Instagram handle for what it would be. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite funny. So I already have it. And so I have a domain. It's lined up. I already have, But it would, like it's only... Um, it, it's only just in case oh. it would never actually i actually like what it is i had no plan to rebrand it but i just have that as a, like a because I, I was like one day i was like oh yeah i'll grab them they're all free i'll just make sure i have them so very good yeah i'm gonna be trolling through your instagram later on i don't fo- i don't follow it or <laughs> anything, so you'll never he's find a pro it. he's a pro <laughs> the merch itself it's been a difficult year for everybody but combined covid with brexit how has business changed for you with not having the shows on and stuff yeah. like that? That's surely a more digital thing now. Absolutely. Well, like in general, the whole business, our whole business kind of got flipped upside down. So our main business is events and, uh, you know, and not even events, but just business to business, supporting other businesses or promotional uh, stuff. So when they're not open, we can't promote them. So, you know, the main company definitely took a big hit, um, but we find ourselves, you know, doing a lot of other little bits but ILB remained strong. Actually, you know, it kind of just, um, it just swapped online. Um, and our, you know, we kind of grew our online presence a bit and spent a bit more time kind of narrowing in on where we want to take the brand. So, and hopefully this year we can kind of follow up on that and, and continue to follow up on that. But yeah, like I can't complain. We, we still managed to pay the bills and stick about, but it definitely wasn't a, a runaway here by any means, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're sitting in your new premises. Like you have big plans for the new premises yeah. then regarding that. So that was that was happening in 2019. I had this place basically on my radar. 
and um it took a year to get this place and uh, you know whenever eventually they the landlord kind of um had the time or like it was in the middle it was just after actually it was september last year and do you remember september was kind of things opened up again a wee yeah. bit i was sort of like all right things are getting back to normal and we pushed the pulled the trigger on this place lol and then uh <laughs> you know but it was give us the time to do it and now it's you know obviously it's quiet you know it's, it's things are quiet again but uh because then they were a video production company we don't you can't go and film events that don't exist you can yeah. do bits and bobs but you know you just simply can't and uh but it's now that I, I feel very lucky that we had that time to do this and i'm excited for what we can do in here you know yeah. we managed to do one cars and coffee and we're going to try and do that every other month um you know and have a bit of a local place that people can come every couple of months buy some of our merchandise but also you know have a coffee and meet and chat with people which we i don't think we have in northern Ireland, do we? Well, there's caffeine machine yeah i've been there a couple of times that's that's what northern ireland needs yeah yeah there's the likes of the cars and coffee at the Down Down Royal Royal Racecourse. Yeah, of course. Drockett or Dundalk does one as well. Yeah, um, that's probably a bit, it, a bit it, especially in the we, north. We are going to be limited by car park space here. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, um, it's huge. meant to be something small. Like, it's not meant to be a runaway thing. We're just opening our doors on a Sunday every, a Sunday every other month. Mm-hmm. And people that turn up can turn up. Um, we're not looking to make it into something like coffee machine by any yeah. means like you know uh, have you ever been there no i've never been um it's fantastic but I, I don't think it you know this is just our office yeah you know it's just no. an open door on a sunday that's all it is like um um but just another yeah. dimension to the business sort of thing yeah of fun. something to give back so to show people we're still here because yeah. we do most of our stuff out of this country <laughs> that's yeah. that's the main reason <laughs> you know and and i suppose you know yeah a bit of fun you know that's really it social media there's various platforms I'm sure it's changed a lot for you over the last well, it's eleven years now. What social media were you using then? Now, yeah. What's the most important to you? Is it Facebook? No, Instagram. I deleted my Facebook over a year and a half ago now. There you go. Oh, <laughs> I, I did. I have another one for running the page. Facebook's pointless now. Like. Um, I think I was just personal reasons, as in like I, I'm a bit of an addictive personality probably, and I just was addicted to checking it. When, when I checked my Instagram and I was like, why am I checking this? You know, yep. it's a waste of time. So, uh, yeah, I haven't looked back from that, but, uh, look, our Facebook's great as in, and, and we use our Facebook. Uh, it was just, I'm too addicted to like actually checking everything. Uh-huh. So, but our Instagram is massive and that's really the only one we focus on alongside YouTube. Yeah, and even YouTube right now is on a back burner because we just, we made a call not to upload anything that we weren't really loving mm-hmm. for the sake of loving it. Yeah. We, I just to put something out there. Yeah, we were doing it. that for a long time and the views were suffering. And, and quite frankly, it, I, I didn't really care about the views anymore. It was more just, I was like, I'm not really enjoying putting this stuff out. Yeah. I just want to wait until we have something good. I think that actually it was making us a wee bit frustrated because when we would post something on, we post vlogs, 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 and then maybe they weren't that interesting. So when we actually got something we were really proud of, because people weren't interested in those other videos, Did YouTube didn't push that one out. And it was a bit frustrating because we're like, all right, well, that one was actually pretty good. You know, we yeah. wanted people to see that. So that's kind of what our plan is for the future is just keep the main channel to things that we're really proud of. And then 
but we still love to do the other videos. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. So like, but they were almost damaging each other. So we've made a second channel. That's actually what I was going to ask yeah. you about. Was the second channel? What was the decision? But there, that yeah, that was that was the main decision. We want to split it. So there's, two, I think we have two audiences basically. I think that's the way I look at it. Um, we have two audiences. We have the people who just want to sit and watch a really nice video, and we want to make sure we can give that to those people. But then we have the people like you guys who are interested more in vlogs, and we want to still make those. But we want to have those audiences see the right thing. And I think we were uploading it too long to the same channel. Yeah. Uh, so the new channel, yeah, we did a, a we launched and we put up a couple of videos. We have about f- four ready to go, but funny enough, I wanted to put one out before I put it out to all the other ones. Yeah, and this is typical me. Like this is, I could have just uploaded those other videos. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 I need to have one control freak. first, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually just a walk around of the E twenty eight. Yeah, because I've done so many videos of the E twenty eight, but I've never done a proper walk around. Yeah, I just want to walk around the E twenty eight when it was in here, when it was clean. Show the details of and it. And just be like, this is the car, you know, that for the past four years that, you know, uh, we've been building. So uh, we're, we're meant to be doing that soon. And then we'll start hopefully regularly uploading to that channel of just, you know, no control over, no like eye over quality. Just put it out there. Interesting co- content. Doesn't matter if it's, you know, Steven Spielberg kind of spec. It's yeah. just good content, you know, doesn't doesn't matter about quality, you know. You see, you're talking about content there. Your Instagram account, I think it's daily, if maybe twice daily you post on yeah. it. I, I run two, two accounts, three accounts. And, well, you're, you're a business, but how, how do you keep that content common, Aye. fresh, you know? James, James uh, you know, I hold up uh, my hand to James. He does all the car features. And uh, I maybe bust his balls all the time to try and do more. But, uh, he, you know, we do do a good few and he has the kind of guys over the world that um would just do features for him oh, brilliant. um and then that's where that stuff comes from you know we try and make sure that stuff that are on our pages are only seen on our pages because yeah. there's too many there's too many accounts out there that just repurpose regurgitate content and that's fine you know as long as you're crediting the content but we were never about that because we make our own content yeah so because we make our own content we just wanted to make sure that we were only posting our own content and i think maybe that i think we maybe have took that to a bit of an extreme at times you know really where we're like no we can't post anything but uh yeah like um we have a lot of old content too that we can recycle and um turn into you know new content yeah pull Um, from the archives yeah so we do a bit of that and then obviously all the new features james is kind of gathering up from across the world so i'll just move on to the sort of the show scene a massive part of the alb obviously and some of the videos you've put out have been absolutely some of my favorites probably Worthersea or it's two mm-hmm. i think the last couple you've done sort of 80s themes yeah wasn't it i like to do theme ones i like to you know it keeps it kept that it kept it interesting for me when yeah. i went to Worthersea, was making a more cinematic film when i go to h2i uh we were doing an 80s vibe yeah it was with, very miami vice yeah, like it's cool yeah, exactly you know so um and then when we were going to car shows there were you know whatever the the theme the show was in so vw days french music you yeah. know and make it real look real french russia was like has to be looking russian you know get the ladders <laughs> get the vodka and, and when you when you arrive they're like why do you want to do this you know why do you want the the bad ladder why do you want the bad russian car you're like because it's fucking cool yeah because <laughs> yeah. we don't see we don't it. have these here yeah <laughs> like, i remember the first year they were like here is an rda4 on uniforms i was like i don't give a shit yeah look at that ladder <laughs> they were like that's shit <laughs> and uh me and james were obsessed with ladders obsessed everything that was russian and like 
you know, and we were getting them to be real Russian and all. And it was, it was hilarious because they, because they see us with their big Audis and BMs and that's what, but we go there and we want to see them, you know, so. You want to uh, see what you don't see every day. Exactly. You know, and, uh, and it just, it was just really interesting for us to do those. So that, yeah, themes and videos. Um, I do love those where the C ones and H2I ones. I don't think we'll go back to H2I, unfortunately. Just because you probably get shot. It's just gone a bit tits up, hasn't it, really? Yeah, yeah it's gone a bit weird. There's a couple of things I'd like to do in America. Um, I'd love to go to California and do... There's so many cool car garages and car owners and period, people there. Period, correct, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, just like, you know, just like to um, go and make some cool videos there. But uh, Would that be on like an interview type basis or, you I know... I don't know. Like, you know, maybe a mix. I don't know. Well, you know, um, there's always a couple of chats that we've had with a couple of people. Um, Mike at Stance Works, something like that. Yeah, well, yeah. Like uh, I've, I've never actually spoke to Mike. I, um, guy's a CA tuned Igor yeah. and stuff. Igor sorted my first coilovers for the twenty. That's right, I remember. You um, and we always wanted to go see him or see what those guys were up to. But um, who knows? Down the line, definitely. You think you know American? The American kind of scene is very cool to us. Um, it's very know. accessible too. You know, it's a short flight for us. Yeah, you know, especially especially in New York. Yeah, you know, yeah, York, East yeah. Coast great. Yeah, um, I was just I wrote down a list of shows you'd done. So you'd done Worthersea, H2O, Players, Dubshed, Eurotripper. You'd done what do you call the show in Russia you went to? Grounded. Grounded. Yeah. And then you done VW Days. Four years, I think we went to Russia. Racism. Yeah. yeah. Alt race. No. Yeah. Yeah. We. Uh, that was an interesting one for us because so we made a racist name and a more racist uh-huh. name. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, we 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 went to racism as fans the first time because we seen uh, the level of the card yeah we seen what they were doing and we we're like you know what we'll pay for us we'll go we'll go and, see. and uh we will um go and try and make a better video than their video basically yeah. was what yeah. we went and did and I, I like i think we well we i don't know if we succeeded but like we definitely landed us on their radar mm-hmm. and then they brought us back every year since every year since and to do their video um I actually picked that up from your vlogs. Was was it you? I think it was. I'm picturing the long legs running after the drift car. And I was <laughs> like, you look like you're gonna fall over. Uh, <laughs> probably. But that's the one where when we went back and did alt race, uh-huh. we were a wee bit sick of making those long videos because the, you you know now there's everybody making those videos. Yeah. Everybody makes those videos, and you know, it's like. I don't want to just make it for the sake of making it. You know, I want to make it something different, interesting. Unique, I want to yeah. make something I'm, I'm interested in. And so, especially today, like everybody's bombarded with content. You know, like yeah. your phone's always in hand. You know, anywhere yeah. you go, it's you have access to videos, pictures, everything. You know, how do you make yourself stand out? As you say, do something different. Yeah. Don't do what everybody else is doing. Yeah, and and I suppose the the bottom line for me is you know do something that you really enjoy to do. So if you do enjoy to make those, then crack on because that's exactly how we got started. You know, and I think, you know, for now, it's like, let's just do stuff we really want to do. Um, I think it shows through in the final product, too. Yeah, for sure. No, absolutely, yeah. If you're just slogging something out, it'll come across that way. Yes, yeah, yeah you're, you're absolutely right. Especially in video, because you have to put, when you when you make a, lar- a large video, you have to really put the effort in to, to get it to that level, you know. I assume, like, that, like I said, when you go to H2O, you'll have a rough idea of what you want to do. or Having a clue. Just wing it. <laughs> That's incredible. No, we, I always plan the intro. Yeah. The intro is always planned. And then pick up the cars from and there. And then, yeah, we don't actually... We find it very hard because we're, in, especially in America, to actually find the cars that are good. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the ones are, you see a car, you go up and just ask the guy in America. Nine you know, out of ten, they go, hell yeah. 
or you message. Um, a lot of times you can message as well. It's an even split, I'd say. Maybe more messaging, you know, but just from the hashtag or people tagging because we don't know anybody there. Yeah. You know, we only know a few people. So, um, but we know we always plan an intro. Um, and I think one of the years we did, we rented a boat. I was like, I was obsessed with renting a boat. Obsessed. It was like, we're on basically an island. We need to rent the boat with the drone going over to reveal there. And we went and did it. And it was, uh, we, we just met up with these guys. It was just like, they're like, do you want to be in our video? Yeah, yeah okay. Here, do you want to be in the intro? Um, you know, we we have this idea for the intro. And they're like, hey, what is it? And we're like, we're going to rent the boat. And we're like, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, yeah, yeah, we need, but we need you guys to kind of speak on camera and be actors. And they were like, all right <laughs> so it's kind of funny like the people are just up for it you know i always liked the one with john ludwig in the seven series the uh-huh. handover it was quite cool yeah, yeah yeah so yeah exactly because that's it john's been in so many of them john's been brilliant because john i think is the same in us and really appreciates those wee quirky things that I, aren't i watch his youtube channel and he seems to be very attentive to the detail ocd yeah. yeah so we we kind of we kind of see eye to eye with him whenever it was like you know not just making a car video but his car it was like let's make a like a movie a, intro a story and yeah. it, you know it take it take a few hours and go make it and the thing about the bag was everyone was like what was in the bag and we were like well n- nothing, nothing. We, that was just his clothes <laughs> <laughs> very shiny gold suit it. It, just, it just arrived in America of course he has flipping <laughs> clothes in a bag you know but uh, that was kind of funny because uh, um, yeah everyone asked us that after and we just didn't even realize it at all like there was like such a big emphasis on this bag in this film on, on the push towards the cinematic side of things and you actually were nominated, weren't you, recently yeah. for an award for the, was it the Worthersea with the 308 Ferrari? Yeah, yeah, we, um, for the International Motor Film Festival, um, that one and uh, was it, um, was it H2I as well? I think it might have been both. I can't remember exactly what the second one was. It was your first H2I, I remember your second one. So, yeah, something like that, but yeah, we didn't win, like, but no. You're here? You know, there's you some cool there? people up to you up, up for that. It's a bit of a, a niche kind of award ceremony, which is which really interesting because you find some very, very talented videographers or directors and stuff. And actually, always kind of like to see what videos are on that. Yeah. Those are kind of the ones that we really like to um, like to kind of do. I'd love to make like proper, not maybe not TV commercials for cars, but like, um, you know, more like, have you seen the Penzoil ones? No. With, no. Um, I'm going to butcher his name, but Erzan... Erzan or something his name. These or, recent ones. Uh, those videos are unbelievable. Like you know, but they're full crews uh-huh. for Penzoil. Like you're talking about one of them's called BM, uh, Escape the Ring. Okay. But with a BMW M3 and uh, another one's like the Last Viper. Go watch those videos. They're actually unbelievable. And uh, you know, those are the sort of videos we aspire to to make. Basically, you know. But the beauty of getting nominated, even at least for that, is puts you in the eye of people yeah. that you know can open up doors for you, or Hopefully, you yeah. get in contact with people. Yeah, well, by the time, when's this out? It uh, will be next week. Next week, this uh, next week. Well, we did an interesting one there locally for JKC and mm-hmm. um, BMW up in Coleraine, where we did, which was out now. Um, uh, it was originally just for them, but we're going to post it on our channel just because it was cool. And mm-hmm. it's just, we, they had every M car. Oh, so ev- cool. like every M3. Is that the runway? Yeah, uh, every M3, M3. Uh, yeah, I don't want, don't know why I was going to run over them all there. Like uh, <laughs> the M3, the M3, the M3. No. he did come. Oh, did I? Of there course he did. <laughs> when we pulled in, he was there, and I was like, "I knew you'd be here." Yep. Uh, just near Neckerwoods. Nice e twenty eight, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. So that's that. That was just that. It was an advert for them for the new M four and the new M three. So we did a fun one for them, and um, 
but uh yeah that was cool so, check it out indeed then that sounds yeah. cool and uh so it was just like just trying to do something a bit different you know rather than uh the run of mill stuff just to finish up this sort of like section on shows what has been your favorite show to date that you've attended i i love the i i really love the first russian ones just because it was so surreal like are they big shows or just no quirky no not big at all and you know Right, so it's that's not the definite answer. I love that one because it just it wasn't about cars at all. It was the whole atmosphere. You felt like you're at a festival. It's a different culture. They called it a festival actually. Yeah. Um, you were standing in hotels in a ski resort, and the, the wee ski resort was overrun by all the cars. And everybody came there, stayed there. Everybody went to the same bar. Everyone's in the same lunch spot. Now everyone's speaking Russian, but it was also just because you're in Russia. Yeah. So that was pretty epic. Uh, I think show wise, Players Classic is a really Definitely. nice kind of event. Um, and then the not not alt race, but the racism ones when they're at the old event with the with the drifting. I, I say not alt race just simply because uh, I know that he put on a smaller show, but I know that Adrian is by probably by far the best events organizer. I think that the modified car scene has yeah. even I, like the advertising running up to yeah, it was so insane. I, I would probably give it to him because i think his organization of shows and what he brings to shows is just he has that attention to detail that is literally unbelievable mm-hmm. and uh but um so those three shows you know for all for different reasons yeah. you know like you're talking about the russian show and how it's like a ski resort just brings me back to um vag event we went to in 2013 and it was in what was the name of the place but it was in poland and it was basically in the equivalent of a butlins resort mm-hmm. And it's one of the best shows I've ever been at. It wasn't massive. They limited the cars, the cars that entered. You had to enter by selection and all the rest of it. But it was the top of the top cars. Yeah. 200 cars or 250 cars in or, parked in and around the event or the sort of resort. And there was bars everywhere. Yeah. It was just an unbelievable... Cars and drink. Yeah. yeah. Could Perfect. you imagine that here? It, it just was, would not well, work. We did it. And that yeah. was the funny. That was a big thing for us when we did our in our own car show. I was like, there must be a bar because no one else does it. So it has to be here. You're a brave man. It worked all right, didn't it? Yeah, show we used to have the a only bar. thing that actually was bad is because I think the, the, secure, the venue skimped on security and can be ours oh. paying more people to stop people coming into the cars. It was just meant to be in a confined area. Uh-huh. That was literally the only issue. It, but that was them boys like let's see just Aye. skimping to make extra cash for themselves like really well sure it's what is it now being or not being q it's a the range B&M, oh, the range uh, so um on the russian one just a funny story about that was uh because honestly like let's see just the best experience if you ever can go to russia just go because it's nothing like you imagine it's it's beautiful and the people are amazing but like it's everything is so russian which is the best thing right <laughs> so, so typical like we were in the last year we were there they'd moved to the ski resort i'm gonna have to actually explain a wee bit about this so the penultimate year that we were there um we were like right we need somewhere to go and film these cars drifting because monster were there and monster were like yeah no problem one of them guy rang a guy and he's just like my friend he uh opened the gate at the the ski jump and uh <laughs> we will drift up the hill and i was like right okay Sounds we good. go there and see the video they literally just had the keys and they just opened up that whole uh supply road up to the top of the ski jump and they were like right had like a gtr and whatever else i think they had two cars i can remember they had two cars that year and they're like no i will drift it <laughs> and then the guy rosalind who runs the show was just like that's awesome i'm gonna do my show there next year <laughs> that's, how just the, opened up. that's how the show that's how the show moved but then there's not so much red tape and rushes what no, you're saying i'm gonna hear this when we went rosalind was driving us around and it was the day before the show was happening this is the most recent time and then he was uh 
he was way he went in to give the fire guys a wee bit of money for um to come to the show obviously and to you know in case something really bad happened and then when he came back to the car he was just like he was on the phone he was like oh i've got bad news they will not open the ski lift to lift people from the town to the uh resort to the to the resort so i was like how's everyone going to get up because you this is in the mountain you know so like and then there's the the, the town uh, and uh, I was like, oh, how's everyone going to get up from the hotels? And they were like, we'll have to rent a load of buses. <laughs> was it? <laughs> that was the day before the show. <laughs> Jesus. And, and, and have heart failure about Yeah, like me. Like, fair play to him, though. He made he, it work. He, he made it work. He did great. And uh, the show was good. Uh, it was absolutely roasting. There was only one place to get food. No, it was hilarious. But uh, it was it was good. <laughs> like, you know. Uh, very Russian. Very cool. Russian. That sounds good. I think I had heat stroke that day, I'd say. <laughs> That's then I lost my was. drone in the forest and had to go hunting in a forest. <laughs> you don't have a good history with drones? No, no. I could do a whole podcast about drones. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll move on. Just We're, we're nearly done with you. Um, just the cars you've had over the years. Yeah. You had briefly a Swift, then you had the Volvo. <laughs> it was running uniforms, wasn't it? Yeah, I had a Volvo C30. Oh, it was static. It was literally as low as the thing would go. Used the bus top mount, mounts that yeah. were going out of fashion. So you just smash them in the wheel. You stick with sideways, and you're like, "Oh!" Uh, so I got three split road forms. Those uh, TMBs. Yeah. Um, I think that was a big deal because road forms were really just become popular That's there. Right. Yeah. And I had one of the first kind of sets in Ireland. I think. I remember um, seeing the Volvo and going, "Wow, that's." And even so good. Looking. Even choosing the C30 Volvo itself yeah. was something different because it wasn't a thing. No, not at all. Actually, funny. Some guy kissed me in Russia uh, on the lips because he's <laughs> like. Yo, make the Volvo C30, <laughs> and then he, he came, and then he, he had his own, and he literally said that he had made it just because I had seen mine, and I was like, Jesus Christ, that's cool, that was amazing. Like, but uh, he's a, he he was there every year after we came back, and he always buys us drinks and all. Uh, such a nice guy, and uh, but yeah, the Volvo C30, brilliant. I love that thing, but it was dead as a doornail, like you know, sixteen hundred petrol, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, Nightcrawler was next then, wasn't it? The three thirty, yeah. but it's an estate. And I don't think a lot of people realize that in the early days you went to shows, you packed everything in the back of your car before you even had a van or anything. Yeah, yeah. The Volvo. And you started to hire vans later on, but the yeah, the, the Volvo, Volvo and the BM were your the merch. Volvo with the rotiforms on it, static. Let you used to bring a gazebo and all <laughs> That's to impressive. car shows. Like, <laughs> yeah, because it was low. That was crazy. Like, uh, and then the three through five day, um, which it was unbelievably fast. Um, I wrapped uh, Blackwater Graphics wrapped at Matt Black mm-hmm. and uh, then it used to be it was on road forms as well it looks so good um, that's one of my favourite videos yours is the Nightcrawler video yeah oh, thank you you know yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was one of those ones where you, because it's your own car I think you can go and spend the time that it deserves like, videos really take a long time to make yeah. if you're making them properly you know you should really be making like a thing like that over two or three nights and we made that over two nights I think um, while normally you rush it and make it in four hours. Yeah, if you have someone coming to provide a car yeah, for you, you know they're not going to come back three nights in a row. Yeah, you know, so uh, so that was nice to be able to make that, you know, and uh, kind of have it really just how you want to do it with your own car. Um, I think it, I don't think there was a lot. It it, it had subwoofers under the seats, so it I did, love base. There's the base again. <laughs> so you know what, the Volvo did have subs, the Swift had subs, and then the three through five D had there's subs. There's a theme. There is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and, and you were on the another three series. Did you have a three three five petal three forty i three forty i the second three forty i like the in Northern Ireland and it was so weird like because it was like an M three but it wasn't yeah you know? the, 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 uh friend Paul Evans he had one of them 
And it's basically an M3 without being an M3. Yeah. Without the M3. So that's why I don't only kept it for two years. Because I had it the whole time. And this isn't an M3. Yeah, why do I have this? Why do I have this? You know? But they're ridiculously quick. Yeah, it was amazing. I loved it. Uh, but at the same time, it wasn't an M3. Yeah. So I didn't do anything to it. Because the whole time I had it, I went, I want an What's M3. What's the point? I want an M3. And, and then you then, got one. And then I've had an M3 now for four years. Um, you had that four years? Yeah. What model number is that? F80. F80. Com- F80. Competition pack. I, I lost them after the the nineties. I, I, I can't, can't keep remember. up with them. G eighty twos, and you want to think? Fair I enough. think that's the grill edition. Um, Would you be tempted for that? No, no, no. that it's, thing of yours is gorgeous. Yeah, and you know what? The, the gearbox is the deal breaker in the new one. Really? Yeah, absolutely. The gearbox, and I drove the new one when we did that video, and it was I missed the first gear. I I pulled on the paddle shift. I I just went pulled it, and it was honestly like a, a whole second or two before it decided to change gear and i was like Come i on. thought i was like embarrassing myself yeah mm-hmm. and then i did it maybe three more times because it was raking the shit out of it yeah. like you know and uh it, it's so slow i think gearbox is literally like it's didn't they move away from dsg yeah, and yes. come back exactly yeah so see only only todd was talking about this and he was saying oh it's more of a driver's gearbox room but you're saying no i don't like it you have all. to live with it every day as well though that's the well, thing oh it'll probably be a better gearbox to live with i think oh really because yeah, it that's, I think it, that's it, what he was the trying whole to car say. felt sedated Ah. It literally felt sedated. Which to you me. don't want on an M3. An M3 is meant to be a raw instrument. Uh, that thing tries to kill me at every corner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's what you want in a car. Uh, that's what you want in a, In my mind, that's what you want in an M3. You want, you know, like if you look at Mercedes, I, I could really get into this, by the way. Like, I, I actually almost cornered somebody recently about this, and I think they had only asked me, How's your day going? And all of a sudden, I was like, I'm against the wall, like, M3s. Stomping, I think. And, uh, but no, like, uh, I just, it, it just, it almost as a brand level, I always compare BM to Mercedes. Uh-huh. And I always look at Mercedes making these unbelievable AMG 63, AMG 48, you know, 43. And they make all these amazing, the black edition, all these crazy cars. And then you have BM coming out with meant to be one of the pinnacle cars, the M3, M4. And it, to me, just was not... They dropped the ball. Yeah, just was not... And, and even the same, you know, kind of category as what Mercedes are doing. A few people are saying that's one of the, the last best ones, basically. I think I think it's the best car. Like you know, it does everything you need to do if you're looking for that kind of ca- a saloon. You so know? you daily drive that. 100%. What What have you done to it? Uh, so the, you done a, you done a few videos on, didn't you? Yeah, we. You know what? We're going to do a big video with it here. Um, that's we've got new wheels for it. So um, first thing I did was we lowered it on Bilstein B16s um, because it was impatient, couldn't wait to do any other coilovers. So even to this day, it still gives me a chassis warning. Nice. <laughs> I have the I have the deletes and all there, but anyway. And uh, then we uh, Spurry wheels, yeah. um, FR seventeens or something like that. Um, went on to it. Uh, got the M performance exhaust from BMW, which is crazy loud. Got the M performance styling kit from BMW. Got the M performance uh, Alcantara racing wheel with the lights. Yeah, I've seen that. The what else? Um, it's got like different paddle shifts, you know, the carbon bits inside. Uh, is that it? I think, yeah. And the then front plate deleted off it yeah, as well. Front plate delete, yeah. Um, which is on magnets and it's been hit maybe flipping three times or something. The car has car, somebody hit into it when it was parked. I've seen right, that out of the rear end, the quarter. Uh, I think her shock broke and it was a one way street. Car dropped the left and stoved into the back oh. of my car. I got What's into the, the car. Odds? I got a car, got in the car to drive, drive off and all moved the car. I was like, this feels weird. thought I had a flat <laughs> tire, got out, was in the car in front of me. And then, cause it pushed me into it. 
and it was into the curb. So it hit every single side of the damn car. And um, yeah, but Agnews in Belfast did an unbelievable job at repairing it. Like 15,000 pound worth of damage or something Ooh. to it. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't they almost tried to write it off they were literally ringing me about writing <laughs> it off and it would have been obviously worth it but like I, I have move. a friend that work, a couple of friends that work in body shops and they're saying now that the, the margin now are thinner and thinner when it comes to yeah. riding off cars they all want to put as much on it as possible oh yeah though. they want their money like <laughs> you know like I'm not saying any names you know like who does what or whatever but you know I've heard stories of people just adding things on like you know but you know the car was immaculate when it came back and uh, then I had it in the paint shop there last week picked it up on uh, Sunday or Monday because uh, something massive hit me on the motorway and literally like almost went through my bonnet I don't oh, know how sucks. that's possible but like there was two lines in my bonnet where like it scraped the bonnet down uh-huh. past the paint onto the silver and the almost the two lines where it scraped me um had like almost went through the bonnet and then smashed the windscreen as well oh lovely and, must uh, have been a steel bolt or something so that just got fixed i've got wheels got tires and we'll be doing a, a new video for it soon oh, um nice. Yeah, and then there's the E28. I was going to say this. Let's stay in the BMW thing. Which here. is the only car we really should have been talking yeah. about, the, the, to be honest. I don't even know why we're talking about everything else. I'm so excited to talk about you, this thing. I think you debuted at Dubshed 18 yeah. or 19. Yeah, well, this 18. is good for me because uh, uh, I wanted to make a video about it. But yeah, 2017, I got it. Um, it was I got it for districts. That's um, right, yeah. You know, that, yeah, not got it for districts, got it. I bought I've, it. I've so, a video somewhere if you're doing hoops inside the B&Q building. <laughs> uh, I don't think that was no. me. Uh, 2016, <laughs> I got it then in December. It was red because I wanted That's a right. I wanted a 525i or higher. Couldn't afford higher, so I wanted a 525 and I wanted a manual. Do we mention ah. this is an E28, did we? Yeah, sorry, ah. yeah. So just in case. 1986 E28 um, from Bristol. It was red when we got it because I wanted a black one, but I also wanted a manual and a 25. Um but I could only find the red one in my budget because it didn't have much. Yeah, it's only about three, three and a half grand. You know, it was quite cheap. It's probably double that now to go and buy something. Yeah, like and 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 so I was like, you know what? I knew Pete, and Pete was like, he he'd do me a good deal. I think we did a handshake deal in a nightclub, drunk one night, and said he'd paint my car for very cheap. So I was like, of course, perfect. <laughs> and so he turned a black for me, a BMW Jet Black, kind of period color from the the time. And uh, yeah, um, I think you debuted that. It was just out of Pete's paint shop. And you'd finished the M3 or a lot of modifications. I just got it, yeah. And you basically drove in to Dubshed on the Friday morning with, ta-da! <laughs> Put <laughs> them in your stand. Yeah. No, the, I the, think Pete was fitting door handles the morning of the show or I something. Know. Fit me one of the door handles still loose. Maybe he'll come down and do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, it's had a lot of done. It's had a lot done to it, but I could do a lot more to it, you know? Like, like a lot of the chrome has been changed on it that can be changed. Well, that's what I was going to say. There's a lot of chrome on the car. Yeah. And like picturing that against the red wouldn't have been as nice as the black. Like it really yeah. pops against it. Absolutely. I love the black one. Like, you know, the black ones uh, in them, like the color jet black, especially. Um, so all the window trims have been changed. All the, all the rubbers, all, you know, all that stuff. Um, you can't change the bumpers. You have to get them redipped or re-chromed. I don't know where to get them done. Mm. Uh, England's chrome is dodgy here. Like, yeah. yeah, England's, if you're getting anything uh, done. That's what down. I heard. My, um, so, uh, you know what? I probably should have been doing it now. I when it's I don't know why I haven't been doing that. <laughs> um, what else? It, it was originally on BBC, BBS RS's uh, set 16 stepped up to 17s. Okay. And I think. And then um, 
I bought them from Poland. The guy just had the perfect fitment that I needed and literally just bought them and they were ready to go fully refurbed. That was very lucky from getting it into the show that year. Since then, we rebuilt them down to 16s um, with all everything new, even repainted the centers, everything. Um, and they're now like nines wide at the back. Uh-huh. Or something or wide like the eights maybe eights and eight and a half or nines or something like that it's funny i'm really bad remembering that <laughs> i just yeah, as long as it looks nice car people are always like you need to know your specs and i just i just have a very forgetful memory but because people run, run the airlift as well yeah, yeah uh airlift uh 3p now um which was uh which is brilliant uh, it was static before and I loved it. It was such a, dri- a good driving car. I drove it that to... That was CHN coilovers. Yeah, brilliant. I drove it to Players Classic. Um, you know, an 86 car, I drive it the whole way to Players Classic static. I had no issues. I was smoking everyone. Like, That's see, everybody class. was with us. I was literally leaving for dust around the, wee, the country roads and all. <laughs> it was so fun to drive and I was really worried when we got the, the air in it that it would take that away. Mm-hmm. But... It didn't really, you know, it, it it's not the same, but it's different, but it's, but good. it looks so much better when it's parked yeah. and realistically for when you drive it, you know, you don't really want to be absolutely raking it because now the wheels and the, the shape of the tires and all, you know, um, and then the full new tweed interior with Recaro's, um, I love that. And Glasgow done that. Yeah. Optimus trimmers. Yeah. And, uh, and then like, you know, new steering wheel and loads of little, there's loads of tiny bits all over it, like you can name new door handles from an E12. Um, it's it's got the, the John Peden did the. Of course, we still need we to talk. get to the, the 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 main show of it, but um, the thing that makes it a bit different. But John, when he put the air in it, John's fantastic. He is he works on a car like it's a zone. Yeah. And he, I didn't, I, I didn't, I want to still use my boot for just bits and bobs, especially because I like to take it if we want to go to Players Classic or something, you know. You can throw your stuff into it. So he put a full hidden wall and um, put a the a steel kind of structure for the compressor and air tank. And it's all on like rubber, um, com- like we. Uh, like a feet. Yeah, just like the whole thing, but like so they're spring loaded as well, so they don't vibrate, and and then it's a false wee wall. It's he's just done a it's, really lovely, clean job on yeah. it, you know. He's good with attention to detail. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I do, like, you know, most people have E28s, have the M Sport kit on it, which is the big uh, front bumper, yeah. uh, splitter, and the side skirts. Kind of bulky looking on them. And I always thought it looked a wee bit odd because there's almost so much gap between the wheels and this kit. And I just, I like the car better without it. So, uh, but I wanted it to lay frame, you know, wanted it to be extremely low, but also not tuck. Yeah. So be flush. And that's quite difficult in that because, you know, that kit would be, the easy way to do it because the back arch the way the back arch is is it pushes the car really high yeah the back arch is quite low isn't it on the body line yeah so it means the car goes higher and it makes your gap to the floor larger yeah um or you could go for a very stupidly small wheel and get away with it but you know you're not going to do that so uh what he did was he cut the back arches out of it and um replaced them with front arches off an e30 Mm -hmm. where he Bought two E30 arches, front arches, and then just cut the actual, sorry, bought two 30 um, quarter panels. Yeah. And then cut the arch out of them and welded, tacked them on to over the inner skin. So it still has the inner skin and then the new outer skin uh, and then matched it all up. And you literally wouldn't know. Like you're obviously your BMW buffies would look at it and go, well, that's a bit different. But for likes myself or Nigel, probably who aren't that into yeah. them, you just look at it and go, that looks really well yeah. you know, and it doesn't look like there's anything done to it which is the key to what you're after you know absolutely that was very subtle and and it's flush to the tire 
and yeah. lays for him um, at the front. And, uh, you know, he even, the front was a wee bit, uh, basically the wheel was a 16 inch and uh, the car was sitting on the floor and the lower arms of the suspension were sitting on the floor and it wasn't flush to the wheel. So he uh, skimmed the lower arms and put like new metal kind of like. <laughs> this, yeah. I don't even know. I'm not a mechanic at anything, but like he, he basically got me them. a centimeter or half a centimeter by like skimming these yeah. and yeah crazy it's that extra 10 mil is the he, he sometimes shares his engineering some of the stuff he does is mental like yeah on instagram like you know um he, you were saying as well about bmw buffs who would know it i andy totten who you mentioned who's a big e28 uh local e28 fan have you had him on this no well there you go i've said to him several times and he's going oh, i bought a radio <laughs> off him and, red shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a radio off him and whenever that was done I hadn't told him anything I'd done to it I goes come and look at the car I goes what, what's different about that couldn't see it he didn't Brilliant. know couldn't, oh, couldn't that's see it. good couldn't see it that's, that that's, was like mission accomplished yeah <laughs> if you, you know? get it past him you're doing well yeah sneaky sneaky <laughs> you know so uh, yeah because I don't think you would notice you know you really have to it's he's, he's you know he's it's about four three or four centimeters he's completely dropped the car at the background yep. the back without noticing that's incredible like yeah such a such a craftsman like you're basically changing the entire body line of the car mm-hmm. and you want know, if you can make that look natural you're doing well which he he has in yep. that case like it's so good yeah um well i would eventually like to put an engine into it i think um and uh and probably just spray the whole thing <laughs> yeah i'm with you there you I, know me i don't know why like it's just like i just like feel but that, that's Fresh it's crazy it's because you're an idiot and then glass idiots. you know and do everything <laughs> it's a mm. bronze tint glass now is it <laughs> yeah i like the original glass yeah and it's still on the original plate and all the original glass has is the it? plate number yeah and i'm weird I, I like that yeah you i like I mean? that people are like new it. glass changes the car and i'm like yeah don't get me wrong i think it would uh, I think it would make it feel so much cleaner. But you lose something too. But I love the fact that it's the original glass. I, I don't know why. It just kind of... It's a nice uh, touch. Yeah. No, Need a cool. new dash. I, I had a new dash lined up, actually. It's cracked badly. Um, it's above my kind of knowledge to swap that out so i need somebody who's not going to take the piss with it and actually do it right you know drop it to pete pete will sort of free <laughs> <laughs> i don't think pete ever wants to see that car again <laughs> you've sort of alluded to um next question i'm going to ask you cars what what's your favorite style of a build when you go to car shows um i was thinking you're an oem plus plus sort of guy nothing I, too outrageous you know what i like i i actually yeah I like classics, you know. I would have a couple more classics if I could afford them, definitely. Um, but I do like, you know, RWBs, you know, for a Porsche. But I really like classic normal Porsches without them as well. Because yeah. I'm a Porsche I'm, fan. I'm from, a big fan of Singer. From my dad, you know, like, um, so I like them both ways. So, uh, but I wouldn't do that. So maybe that maybe I yeah. means that I do like the classic look more. Um, I think it'll age better. Yeah, but, I, you know, I think you could also appreciate you know, a car for what it is as well, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but I, I do like outrageous cars as well. You know, I think, um, I think it'd be cool to kind of have something that's like, you know, outrageous, but something just ridiculous, but <laughs> then you have the nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Right. Just going to wrap things up. I have just a quick, I have just a quick fire round and then I have a final question. Have you anything else? That no, I'm good. Going? Just a quick few questions here. So favorite classic car you want? Uh, well, the first one, 964, comes to mind. 964. Yeah. My dad has a 997, and uh, 
Uh, we both agree that I think we had always wanted a 964 before they came turbo a bit of a, Carrera. Before the a turbo, probably. Um, but I like the rear, like, uh, yeah, Carrera has to, like, you know, take any of them to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your favorite modern car you want? Um, Sitting outside. <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, like, I, I, I'm very, I struggle a lot to figure out what I'm going to replace that with. I was tempted by an AMG, uh, GLC, yeah. AMG 43. Next. That's a bit different. Yeah. Imagine all blacked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like all completely blacked out. I just thought that'd be real, real cool. Um, the AMGs, like something like an AMG black line or yeah. black series, something like that, a GT or something like yeah. something like that would be awesome. phenomenal. I think the noise of them. You know, I think I'd want one of them over a Lambo, to be honest. You yeah, know, like, I'm a bit like that myself. Like a big, big, <laughs> big AMG, you know. Supercars, yeah, they have their place and all the rest, yeah. but I'd rather have something more focused. Like, my dream car would be a GT3 I was about to say, a GT3. Or something like have you, you seen the new GT3? Yeah. Oh, the new GT4? I've seen the Chris James Harris loves Tour the GT4 the well. uh, yeah. factory. Yeah, the new GT3 is beautiful. There's a guy around the corner from here has the one before GT3 sitting in a shadow around here. Unbelievable. So just hiding. Is. Won't tell you where it is just in case anybody's here and I want to break in. True. But um, he started up for me recently and it's mint. Um, yeah, big Porsche guy. So uh, it'll probably be a GT3 or um, a big mark, you know. Okay. Your favorite camera to use when you're out shooting? Uh, well, I don't own it. So it's the one I don't have, which is an a, a, a Rari uh, Alexa Mini. I'll pretend I know what that is. It's about, I'm gonna have to go it's about, up. It's about forty or fifty thousand pounds. Ooh. Well, my next question was so your rent, dream camera. We rent, that is the dream camera so as well. So that's your dream camera. Okay. Yeah, we rented the old time. So with that Kaiser video, um, the the one with Kaiser Salim uh-huh. we did in London, that was shot on it. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so when we have a nice client that's willing to fork the cash out, yeah. we'll pull that one out. You know? <laughs> but I won't be I won't be forking the cash out for it. <laughs> uh, your most inspirational person in this Elon field. Musk. Right. I thought you were going to say that. Is that going to be out or an F1 driver? You know? uh, no, I don't think F1 driver is that inspiring, to be honest. I think... Uh, it, it's you're not like your next question, then? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> What's your, who's your favorite F1 driver? Um, you know what? I love F1. And uh, I've, Lewis Hamilton's been my biggest uh, kind of followed... Biggest fan. He, I, I'm not his biggest fan. Um, <laughs> you never been, know. He, I've been following F1, as I said, since a kid. And it was always Lewis. I like now... I just... Amy's weird, my girlfriend, but she's like why not voting for Lewis? I like the sport more than I like a driver, if that makes sense. I want to see them race. I want to see them race. So I like when Max was fighting him in that first race of the season. Fantastic, fantastic I love Lando Norris. Lando Norris is hilarious. He's just like Joker. Yeah, he's, and he, you know what? He's, he's, he's good. Like, he is good. And uh, so, Lewis Hamilton, just because he's been kind of the guy that uh, I've grew up watching. Um, And then Lando, probably, to be honest. See, he's hilarious. I, I grew up watching let's show me age here i grew up watching mansell senna prost that era sort of thing kind of i'm jealous to be honest like sunday afternoon yeah the f1 was on and mm-hmm. you get to watch and it's just unreal racing very little computer assistant or, mm-hmm. or whatever you mm-hmm. call it it was just raw racing yeah you, ever, you watch the senna documentary it was just you in the car yeah um, i well i definitely i actually probably grew up watching schumacher um eddie irvine david coulthard you know um uh, to be honest that era and then it's evolved into more lewis hamilton yeah. you know as i'm a bit a bit older i fell out of f1 probably those 90 cars though were the last oh. real epic f1 cars and then they have recently they look better now i think they look cool but they're not 
the yeah. noise of them is some of the labors are class. Like. yeah <laughs> yeah they are um your favorite show car on the on the show scene at the minute like an actual show car yeah that's a hard one to be honest should um, i give you prior notice to this and <laughs> <laughs> is that i've i don't even know what, what car have you walked up to and went wow we haven't went to show in over here it's <laughs> 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 hard, hard, hard to remember us. um where they see Racism. Let me see. Uh, I'm trying to think the last big show I went to, which was. I'm going to struggle to actually pick the right car, but you know, like um, uh, a couple of ones I've seen was. Uh, I, re- I really like the Honda NSX that I've seen in Dubai, but it right. wasn't it wasn't anything like. It's just because yeah, I don't see them that often. Yeah. You it's know, just I like. Idea. Yeah. Um, I really like the. Um, uh, you know, it was funny. It actually wasn't even a show car. It was an old kind of like touring or kind of Le Mans car. Mm-hmm. I, did you see that in a, a adult race in Poland? No. Uh, see, it was, but it was an, it was a classic like kind of Porsche, but it was a, it was like a, a you know, an actual race car. Uh, you know, it yeah. wasn't really a show car. Yeah. So I think I'm copping up, uh, copping out with that answer to be honest. <laughs> like, um, no, I'm going to, I'm going to have to say pass the E28. <laughs> <laughs> Biased. My next question is obvious enough. JDM or Euro? Ah, uh, see that that I find well, it really not so obvious then. No, I don't think it would be because I I I the next car I want to buy is JDM one. Oh, I already know what it is. I'm actually almost bought one last year. RX seven. No, no, nobody has one over here. Well, actually, no, somebody does have one. I, I did find one on Instagram recently. You might find you might find classic. Obviously, is it? It is a classic. Yeah. Um, I think I it's it's BMW. Um, so Euro, but I love the heritage i think the heritage is far cooler in japan you, oh. you know like i you, think the history is far better in do you japan. follow juice box yeah yeah their yeah japan videos are just awesome japan is our dream you yeah. never asked me where do we want to go that is literally our dream for as long as i can remember james and I, when i say our i mean james and i amy doesn't want to go my girlfriend amy we like to travel and she's like i don't even want to go there you can go with james and i was like happy <laughs> enough you don't you weren't, you weren't invited yeah. <laughs> uh, we want to go to japan we want to literally go for a few weeks and just see what we can you know make and see what we can so see in. unbelievable i love the whole crazy side of yeah. of that side of things same as everyone who's listening to this i think you know it's just like if you're in the cars you know, you shouldn't have a biased opinion towards one aspect. You should appreciate everything. And uh, and that I'm, I'm a big fan of classic JDM stuff. Like it's crazy. Like you know, James is far more into than I am as well. He knows way more about JDM and uh, or just in general, just kind of that whole scene. Even like the ones that are here, I wouldn't be able to tell you if something's a Japanese style or it's a UK style. I don't know any of that. I just like the whole um, kind of you know what atmosphere like and you know, kind of like the whole like everything's crazy and. You know, yeah. like they just go nuts over there for um, all the styling they put on the car. So um, I would say Europe just been because I've probably had a a lot more of them. <laughs> they just them. they just dropped their second <laughs> Japanese video. I done a, a feature length video about two years ago. I don't know if you watched that video. No. And it was one of their trips across, but they done a trip two years ago. Neil's got Neil Shane that runs just box or ribbon. He's very much behind in his videos because he has a full-time job. Did he only just posted now, did he? And it's two years ago. But That's hilarious. He said, I forget how many hours of footage he had, Aye. but it's going to be four or five hour length episodes. <laughs> Holy shit. And like I, watched, I watched the other one the other night yeah. and uh, it's just fantastic. And yeah. No, that is just, just to see the guys, they're, they're hardcore JDM enthusiasts yeah. and just to see their faces on film when they rock up these random shops, mm. workshops, and there's just iconic cars everywhere they're like 
little boys in a sweet shop. I, I think that I want to experience that as well, but I almost feel like I, I would be a wee bit wasted and some and James would be like, no one whatever he is. And I don't. And you're going, do you not know what that is? I don't know. That, you know what I mean? And I need to know. I do need you to know. You just know it looks cool. Exactly. That is definitely my more style. And I think that's because my head is more into, you know, video and design yeah. than it has been into actually knowing the model numbers and of everything. Yeah. I know them in BMs, funny enough, ah. but I don't know them in like everything else, you know. Um, yeah, like I don't even know my wheel specs. People ask me all the time on Instagram, "What's your wheel specs?" Sixteen and I, inch. And they, think, they must think I'm a they must think I'm a dick because I don't remember. Just make it up. <laughs> you never you never ask a man his wheel specs. You just tell him shit. People five, ask me all the time. Some, somebody in a five series puts the same spec wheels on and goes, "They didn't fit." Adam told me. Back 20, in the day, twenty inches. <laughs> back in the day when uh, we had Lee's Vento. Do you remember with the six stud Mitsubishi wheels on it? Do you remember yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like we had some weird spec adapters and those never used to ask you and i used to tell different people everything they're different <laughs> all the time i was just like i don't i care. just ignore them and then feel really bad but because i genuinely don't know <laughs> the only way i would ever be able to know is i don't know the offset first of all yeah right so i could probably find the dish sizes and then try and work back and from that work back from that because i would have to find a receipt from buying them and then but i'm confused because then you've got your center and so how big that does that make the width of your wheel I'll come up is that half an inch? Is the center half an inch? Yeah, it I should be remember. roughly if they're built like the dishes and bottles. And, the, and then side the, of it. the way they do the tires as well, it's measured to the different part of the, the wheel or something. The inside of the lip. Yeah. I, I remember doing it at the time because John really helped me. Um, but because uh, obviously I bought a few, I bought a few sets of wheels. But I always have to refresh myself when yeah. I come to do it because I don't actually remember. Um, on, like these tires, your computer. These tiles, tires here is a gamble if they're going to fit the for the M3. Yeah. Nice. For the new ones? No, they're not really. See, they're more racing, kind of natural. Like, it's not meant to be a stretch, but there is a slight stretch on them. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So, uh, like, just said, I just said what the wheels were to me. Sure. <laughs> I can blank it out. Don't worry. Nah, right. Bleep it out. Bleep it out. So, the final question then is show or go? Go. Show car or performance or style? Uh, I have both. So, well, if you had to pick one. Uh, well, if I had to pick one, I'd pick the E28. So, that's show. But I want to change the engine. <laughs> so you're halfway I house. don't have the money to change the engine or, or would have the engine being that, a go is so. that fence you're sitting on is it comfortable um, I, I would say go because you know the 335D was go you know they, they look good but they're not actually show like 100% yeah. they're not show, even the E20 it's not clean you know I drive it you know I drive it out you know, for your average person that's a show car but I, haven't for I haven't washed that thing in months you know because I'd rather take it out drive it and then put it back in the garage and then at least I know that didn't get any salt or anything on it but yeah um so no definitely go like you know i've never really massive been to bring my cars to show uh, shows cars it was it was only it was only out of uh necessity my show my cars were typically there because they had to you bring had to the yeah right final question then adam your favorite thing alb has allowed you to do uh i suppose um travel travel get paid for it I and mean, meet friends yeah see there was i was cool going to say the, i was going to say the people that we've met and then yeah. i was like you know what well we travel it kind of counts i think covers it's all, all part that. of the travel yeah it covers that you know like some of the people we've met all over the world like you know we've been with people now in russia like um uh that would let you count as friends or or even america you know and so travel and the people you meet from yeah. that you know yeah. brilliant cool i think we'll wrap it up there so if anybody wants to find out Adam's social medias or ILB? Do you want to give yourself yeah, a shout uh, out? Yeah, my personal one is Adam McPeak, and uh, the company one's ILB Drivers Club. 
um so yeah on instagram um or on youtube i think we're ilb tv actually check them out thank you very much alan it's really appreciated yeah, well, thank you. it's, good it's good to see humans yes <laughs> hello humans cheers thank you thanks guys yeah so i think you'll agree it was a really interesting interview we didn't expect it to go on as long but it was absolutely fascinating to hear adam and the early years in particular I was interested in. I've known Adam from 2010, basically, when he was starting up the, the company as such. And it was great to hear the early years, his drive, his just det- little details about how things work. And Yeah, and there's probably people listening to this as well who were hadn't got their driving license when those guys started, you know, and they've yeah. kind of grew up with either I Love Bass or ILB Drivers Club and not really known the origins of it. So it's good to hear that. And it's interesting, like, hearing where they started with, like, the Halo stuff, you know, and yeah. the dad getting the, the £1,500 bill for the bandwidth <laughs> and things like that. I think it's very important to get someone like Adam on. Like, there's somebody from just outside Belfast, and he's an, essentially an international uh, motor brand, motor enthusiast brand. Yeah. And yeah, like it's great to see. As he says, like he, you go to Russia and they're like, I love bass. <laughs> and he's, then he's getting kissed in the lips. Which, <laughs> I'd love to have seen his face for that part. <laughs> but no, it's it is interesting. Um the rebrand thing too, like anybody I'm sure like rebranding their own brand is bound to be so so difficult and yeah, tricky. daunting because you can alienate a lot of people or just lose the whole thing completely. Um the SpaceX launch. Uh, apart from the fact that they got robbed, how lucky is that? To oh, have seen that unreal. Um, I know that's something you wanted to do, Nigel. For we'll not mention that. No, <laughs> pure raging. Yeah, and say like it's it's not always smooth sailing when you do get robbed and lose all your footage too, which would be such a devastating blow. But no, it, it's good. Like um, the Russian thing's cool too. Like everybody that goes to Russia, like we've talked before, Lee, about like long way around, long way down. Mm-hmm. And the guys that go through Russia, and it's not what you expect. And everybody seem friendly people, and like the terrain and the the climate, and even just the the cities and all. It, it is very stereotypical Russian, but at the same time, it's so different to see it. But it's not portrayed the way the West generally portray Russia as downtrodden and bleak, and you know, concrete structures everywhere kind of thing. No, it, it definitely would be cool to go and do it. Another cool thing. Myself and Connor went to Adam's new workshop, or new workshop, new facility, office, whatever you want to call it. Now, it's not finished, and uh, it's a representation of Adam's attention to detail. Do you not think? It was just... Yeah, there's lots of wee quirky things sitting around that yeah. you just kind of, even if you don't get what it is, you're looking at it going, like, there's a reason why that's sitting there. Yeah. Nothing's sitting out of place. It's really impressive to see him growing as a company, and he has plans moving out of the covid shit show to have cars and coffee at the facility in the yep. Belfast docks so that's something to look forward to a, a mini car a mini um coffee machine up. type place you yeah know, great to see and he talked then as well about the video they done with jkc we actually shared it on our instagram page yeah. or sorry our facebook page a couple of days ago probably the best model launch video i've seen in a long time that's cool you actually said lee it was very top gear wasn't it the, the, the whole the airstrip and like the camera angles and that that's what it reminded me of because top gear they have a certain style yeah but and it was really good no it is and it was the dramatic music the evolution type style thing you know just uh, moving into this model into this model into this model no it's cool it's cool to see yeah i think that such a long interview there then we'll probably wrap it up because this will be quite a long episode then what are you racking folks yeah um just again shout out to adam thank you for having us down and you know giving us some time he's a busy man cheers adam yeah it was good all crack. the best with the future plans 
So just to wrap it up then, I'd like to say thanks to everybody who listens as always, and any, especially anyone who spreads the word. If you want, when you're listening to this, screenshot it, share it in your Instagram pages, tag us, we'll always re-tag you again, and just spread the word. If you like the show, chances are somebody else that you know will too. And if you're listening on Apple, do a wee review, yep. uh, rate it, that sort of stuff. Yeah, we like to see those. We've, we actually have difficulty seeing some of the international ones, which is a problem, but there is other ways you can see them, so I'm always trying to watch out for those. So, as always, collectively on Instagram, Facebook, and now YouTube, as we said before, you can find us at Reload Podcast. Individually, I am at Connor McCann. I'm at Maxwell House 46. And I'm at V Boy. And thanks again, folks, for listening, and we'll catch us again. Cheers. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye now, bye now, bye now. All the best, all the best. Bye, 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 bye,